giving you the real from A to Z surrounding the Dallas Cowboys. News, updates, rumors, transactions, takes, and more. So strap up, Cowboys Nation, and start your day off with A to Z Sports. Live with Will Steele. Three, two, one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Professor O starting already. <laughs> good morning, good people. Welcome to A to Z Sports Live. I am your host, Will Skywalker Still. That's right, right there. Boom! Make sure you follow me on Twitter, at Skywalker Steel. Today, coming up on today's show, we're going to dive into the aerial attacks, right? Talk about the matchups between Tampa and Dallas through the air. Who has the advantage and where Dallas can take advantage of Tampa? We'll also get the phone lines open, the Pulse of the Nation phone lines. You guys can call in. Let me know what you guys think about the game, just like yesterday, right? And we'll talk a little bit of hard knocks prior to going into the morning roundup. I watched it, but I was kind of dazing in and out. Kind of dazing in and out. All right, let's get into it, fellas and ladies in the building. Shout out to you, Miss Jackie, my lady in the building, Michelle, Adrian, Matty O, Professor O, Stevie Mac, the mod god, Sheila in the building early today. I see you, Sheila. Pops in the building. What's up, Pops? Jeremy Parker, Jacob, and the many, many more. That will be rolling through here. And once again, if you miss it, we are Run It Back Nation. You can always come through, run it back here, or on the podcast platform on Spotify, Apple, Google Cast, all that, all that good stuff. You know what I mean? What's going on, C. Burleson? I am doing good this morning. We are one day, one day away. Two more shows, including today and tomorrow morning, uh, until we get rolling against Tampa Bay down there at Raymond James Stadium. In Tampa, but we, when I say we, myself and Jesse will be at Texas Live across the street from uh, AT&T Stadium doing the game day live, pre-game, halftime, post-game. I'll bring it up again later in the show, but I am super excited for that. We got a we got a great pre-game show uh, lined up for you guys. Yes, Miss Jackie, like she said, please, if you are rolling through here or you're catching it on the rerun, please hit that like button. It helps the channel, it helps the brand, it helps us grow, it helps. Get this content out there because you know what my goal is for this morning show? It's for it to be your favorite Cowboys morning show as you wake up and get going for your Cowboys football news. And I kind of feel like I want to plant the flag and start the day for all Cowboys content creators, you know, because we have a great relationship in the community. So, but there is no morning show, right? So if we can get this morning show to be your guys' favorite and the best morning show for Cowboys content, that's great. That's all I'm looking for. That's all I'm looking for. What's up, Mike Crum? Also, another Michael on Twitter, Jameson Taylor, Mark Smith. How's it going? PC76. What's going on, brother? Damon Troutman. Let's get this thing rolling. So, did you guys check out Hard Knocks yesterday? There's a part in Hard Knocks that's part of the morning roundup, uh, which we'll get into, but I'm not going to lie to you. You know, I've been coming on here after every Hard Knocks, and I've been kind of down in it a little bit. But the last two episodes have been better. A little bit more football, but I'm going to be honest with you. Yesterday, or last night's episode was more about Aiden. 
and not Aiden Durde, Aiden Trevon Diggs' son. Uh, it is it is evident that he has become the star of this show. And let me give praise real quick to not only the Cowboys, uh, yeah, yeah, the Cowboys, and, and Mike McCarthy, because I think Mike had a lot to do with this. I, I talked about it before. They reeled us in. Bringing it, the first episode was about Mike, Dak, and Zeke. I'm thinking, okay, this is going to be juicy. After that episode, it had nothing to do with those guys. Had nothing to do with those guys. So I actually give the Cowboys credit because hard knocks can be a distraction. Mike McCarthy said it. Okay, now we can we can be real in a, in a way, in the sense that he can't say everything with the cameras around. Uh, but I also don't think he allowed the cameras to be around everything. You can just tell. The, the storylines went from Mike McCarthy, Dak, and Zeke, episode one, to undrafted guys. Which, great stories, right? Alicone, Kamara, Hardy, great stories. Great stories. But no one's tuning in to Hard Knocks for that. Just be real. Then, Aiden just took over, man. He just took over. And Professor Rose said, yes, not Patrick Mahomes. That Yes, that was the funniest part of the whole entire series. Is Lil Aiden, who's very smart and articulate. I wonder how old he is. He's very smart. Uh, he, you know, Dak comes in. <laughs> he meets Dak and he says, are you Patrick Mahomes? <laughs> And he's like, no. And then Dak signs the jersey and he puts not Patrick Mahomes. Somebody get that kid to meet Patrick Mahomes, please. He clearly loves Patrick Mahomes. Um, but if you haven't watched that, go check it out, man. It's a, it's, it's a really nice episode. And then you know who the real star was outside of Aiden? Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones. And I'll give him credit. At the end of the show, he kind of got me juiced up with that montage of uh, the trophies and things like that. So... That, you know, that was hard knocks. I'm glad it's over. I'm pretty sure the, the coaching staff is glad it's over. It, it, it's, it can be a distraction, but I don't know if it was one this season because there was just absolutely no drama, and that's what you like to see. It was, it was boring in a sense of drama, and I, I will give them that. I will give them that. Brian said Aiden met Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, that, that, that will forever be funny. I might clip that up a little bit. I might clip that up. All right, I think we got enough people up in here. Shout out to Facebook in the building, Mr. Mike T and the many more over there. So let's go ahead and uh, it's about that time. What, what my guy say? Looking at my Gucci, it's about that time. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time. It is time for. It's time for the morning roundup. Round them up, boys. Yes, sir. Let's get into the morning roundup presented by Texas Family Fitness, a cost-effective way to stay in shape this football season with awesome facilities across the DFW area. And remember, this month they have that 10 for 10 special, right, where it's $10 to sign up and $10 a month. Make sure you guys uh, check that out if you are in the DFW area. If you're not, you know, obviously it won't do much for you. But uh, if you are, let them know that Skywalker sent you and A to Z Sports sent you. I promise you, I promise you guys, it will be worth your dollars. Again, I'm not going to tell you about the other gym that I was a part of, but uh, I say this one's much better. It's much better. All right, let's get to it. So did you guys see Tom, see Tom Brady? 
it's part of, it's a lot of Tom Brady I like. Right? It's a lot of Tom Brady that I absolutely enjoy as a as a football fan. But this part of Tom Brady is completely utterly annoying. He had a great quote and great video about, you know, defenses and, and, and you know, not being fair, the rules not being fair to those guys. That was great. <laughs> but then he follows it up with this numbers thing. So if you haven't seen it, go check it out. Tom Brady is complaining about the number changes, and I'll read one part of his quote. This is what he says here. The number rule is crazy. Literally, guys change their numbers today. I'm playing two guys who have had different numbers in the preseason. So, yeah, you've got to watch film and know who you're studying, but so does the running backs. They've got to know who to block. So does the offensive line. So does the receivers who are adjusting their routes based on the blitzes. He continues to go on and on and on and on about whining about the numbers. Come on, Tom. Of all the people to complain about the numbers, you shouldn't be one. You you know damn well you know everybody's number on this team. They could change the numbers two hours before the game. I guarantee you'd be studying film for two more hours. And by the time you get out there, you'd be good to go. So I, I just I just don't get the boohooing about the number change. Am I crazy for thinking that it's not that big of a deal? Or is there something to it? Should I be fair and be devil's advocate to my own opinion and say, okay, I get it. Maybe he might think a linebacker is a corner or a safety is a linebacker. I just think it's this is the type of stuff that makes people not like you, Tom. Stop the crying. Yeah, I was throwing some punches there. I was throwing some punches. Okay, here we go. This is what I was looking for. Adrian said, I agree with Tom. Terrific. <laughs> Jalen wearing number nine. I mean, he knows Jalen Smith is number nine. Kenny Stanley says, hey, Jackie Flash. If you guys listen to Cowboys radio, I thought I was the only one who noticed this. There's a commercial on there. They talk about Jackie Flash all the time. I might have to start calling that Miss Jackie. What's going on, Trucker Life 78? That's my guy. How you doing, brother? He makes some bomb food out of a truck. It's crazy. It's crazy. Miss Jackie says, he's so fake. You don't think he knows the numbers of the players he will face? Watch him call Micah's number out. Watch him boo-hoo. Yeah, he knows their numbers. He even recited later in that quote, yeah, there's number six and then number nine. And then he knows these guys. He knows these guys. So, get you know, get over it. Get over it. You know what? Not get over it. Get your damn act together. Yeah. All right, let's get to some injury uh, updates here. Good news on the injury front. The second, I believe, am I mistaken? Second or third injury report that come out that's come out this season. Everyone was a full participant except Tyden and Secchi. Uh, we'll get to Tyden in a second, but good news is Donovan Wilson was a full go. Obviously, Dak Prescott was a full go. Golston, I'm, I'm still, I'm still a little shocked about Chauncey Golston. To be honest with you, you know, out of nowhere, right? Like a RKO, out of nowhere, he's passing the physical. He's on the roster. He's not on IR, and he's good to go. That doesn't mean he's going to play. He's likely going to sit out the first three to four or five weeks. I'm pretty sure, um, unless injuries happen, and then he has no choice but to get thrown in there. So Chauncey Golston's a full participant. And then Lyle Collins, no setbacks. No setbacks, and that is good news. 
I'll still have my worries, I'm not going to lie to y'all, until I see him make it through a full game. That'll make me feel better. Um, just being real. You know, I know the, I know there's that part of the fan base that everything is fine, he's perfectly healthy, and there's nothing to worry about, and I praise y'all, but stingers seem to creep up. They're not, they're not things that just go away completely. We saw Tyron deal with that for years, right? So uh, if he gets through this game, then, you know, moving forward, I feel good. But he hasn't made it through a full practice yet, so that has me a little worried. I mean, a full practice, padded practice in the sense of them banging up against each other. They're not doing that anymore with the season. How you doing, Trauma? He says, yo, Sky, I'm in the spot, but I'm watching 20 minutes twenty minutes behind, so I won't be in the chat today. All good. Hey, if you're watching that, that's that's great to me. Obviously, if you're in the chat with the with the chat squad, that's awesome too. But if not, all good. All good. So, yeah, Ty Seki, the only one. And let me know if I'm wrong here, but I don't think Ty's it. And I feel bad because, remember, I, I was, if you go way back at the beginning of free agency, I was like, you know what? Not a bad signing. He's a career swing tackle that has had solid performances. He's never been awful, really. Uh, has some starts to his name. He's a 36, but he was supposed to be a young 35, 36 because he didn't he came in the league late. Well, I think that 35, 36 is catching up to Ty. He, he, he looks slow-footed. He continues to get banged up. He's been banged up since the first game. Brandon Knight's not going to be, be available, and he, he's maybe a, a minimal upgrade. Maybe he'll play. Brandon Knight might play. So you're looking at my third cousin. If you're new to this channel, Terrence Steele is my third cousin. On a good day. On a great day, he's my second cousin. He can come to the cookout. But you're looking at Terrence still potentially becoming your swing tackle without Titan and Seki there. So Dallas is in trouble. You know, Dallas is in trouble when it comes to, to tackle depth. They've always been in trouble. But literally week one, if something happens, whew, oh, my goodness. Uh, Adrian says, yes, Titan and Seki is not it. C, we'll get to that. C, Kenny Stanley said Terrence Toilet Paper. I know. I Listen, because he got the last name still, I try not to be too hard on him, but my goodness. My goodness. <laughs> and finally, on today's morning roundup, Coach Ware, right? DeMarcus Ware, if you haven't seen on Hard Knocks, maybe the, uh, the best football part of the show, Coach Ware coached up Parsons he he said some great things and honestly again I'm a competitive guy by nature I hate when I when they show little things like Amari Cooper's route running he's he's talking about that or DeMarcus Ware coaching up you know Parsons and then Parsons telling him hey you know I do this all the time and then they don't, don't show that I don't know man I feel like don't show this the goods don't show the secrets it's entertaining as a fan but I'm competitive I don't want nobody to know what Parsons always does or his his new counter move but nonetheless he coached him up and he told him some great things and I love the the play that Ware recollected from early in his career his third year where Tom Brady toyed with him he called out his number for no reason at all and that threw Ware off he beelined it all the way across the field and Tom just threw it <laughs> right behind him <laughs> so I, you know, that's great. That's great. You know, awareness from 
Demarcus Ware to say, hey, let me let me get this young fella in here and, and let him know. Like, Tom's going to try to get you. Not that he doesn't know this, but to hear it from a legend like Demarcus Ware is great. And speaking of the legend like Demarcus Ware, I did uh, I did some work with, was it uh, Mike Fisher? And I got a chance to talk to Demarcus Ware. When I tell you guys, so Darren Woodson is one of my favorite players of all time. One of my favorite players of all time. And when Darren Woodson, I got a chance to have him on the show and talk to him. You know, he gave me a call. It was really wild. I was uh, a little bit starstruck. I didn't, I didn't say, I didn't come out that way. <laughs> right. But I mean, Woody was my guy. He's one of my favorite players of all time. But DeMarcus Ware, that was special to talk to DeMarcus Ware, uh, communicate with him, have conversation with him. Got him to give my brother, Jeff, a shout out. That was his favorite player. Uh, and he emulated his game after D-Ware. Just a great guy. And you can see it. I mean, everybody knows. If you're a Cowboys fan and you and you follow D-Ware, you know he's a great guy. Uh, so that was pretty cool to see D-Ware talking to another fellow uh, 717 guy, in, in, uh, Micah Parsons, and coaching him up and teaching him. Um, I think it's going to pay dividends. And I hope they keep that communication. But something un- the underlining part in that that I think is pretty dope is that you see that Micah Parsons is really taking the pass rush part of his game serious. And I think that's only going to elevate him as an impact, as an impact player, as a playmaker, right? Like a lot of people were upset the way he was drafted, but I kept saying, Hey, he's a playmaker. Get rid of the off the ball linebacker crap. He can do it all. And I think him going to D where shows you that he really wants to take that aspect of his game uh, serious. He does. Uh, Muni33 says, yo, that Dak speech at the, end of the, at the end of one of the players' workouts, man, is a natural leader. Yeah. Dak Prescott is that guy. I mean, when it comes to leadership. Oh, by the way, I was actually on, on uh, Hard Knocks that last night. I spotted. It's so funny. I'm sitting here watching it with Michelle, and I'm like, hey, that that play right there where Ty, or Trevin Diggs knocked a pass away from uh, – who was it? Amari Cooper. I'm like, hey, we were right behind there. We were literally right behind him. And I think Boss Cowboy got the got the pass breakup on tape. And I'm like, that's pretty dang on cool. And then literally the next shot, it's uh, Michael Gallup and Trevin Diggs. And right behind them, in that slow motion, you see me, Law Nation, and Boss Cowboy just, you know, standing up, recording or, or watching or whatever. And I was like, wow, that's kind of. It's kind of cool, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's kind of cool to, to, to kind of see yourself there. It wasn't it wasn't like I was featured or anything like that, but um, I kept forgetting that Hard Knocks was at practice. You noticed it that very first practice because it was Cowboy Night, so everybody's out there. Um, it was a packed house. It was ridiculously packed. Uh, but as practices kept going, they dwindled down because yeah, it, it's not a more of, it's not a big deal anymore. The first one was a huge deal. What I thought was funny. So if you can find me on Hard Knocks, you can find me. Shoot me the screenshot on Twitter at Skywalker Still. And maybe I maybe I do a little giveaway for you. First person to shoot me the screenshot on Hard Knocks. Maybe I do a little giveaway. Uh Yousef says it's a shame that Darren is not in the hall. He should be there. Oh. I mean, I deserve one of these. Absolutely. Darren Woodson's a Hall of Fame. No offense to John Lynch. Can somebody, Tampa Bay fan, whomever, somebody that's more objective than me, because I'm not going to lie to you, I'm biased towards Woody. How is John Lynch in the Hall of Fame over Darren Woodson? 
Doesn't make any sense. All right, before we move on, if you want to call in, 351-999-3787. The phone lines are open. We're going to be talking about this aerial attack on both sides of the ball. Uh, yesterday, we got a little bit into it, but I didn't want to dive all the way into it because that's today's show. Yesterday was about the trenches, which to me is still one of the, the major parts of this game. And you saw it on Hard Knocks. What did Coach Durde say? You got to knock him on his ass. Talk about number 12. What did we talk about yesterday? The number one thing in this game, the, if, you, if you had to rank them, the number one thing was going to be the Cowboys defensive line against their offensive line and getting at Tom Brady. That's that's what it is. How's it going, Sadiqa? Uh, Sadiqa said, I already lost. I don't know how to screenshot on my phone. <laughs> I can't help you there, Sadiqa. I can't help you there. Got to ask somebody. All right, guys, are you ready to move forward and talk about this aerial attack? Because I am. I am. And let's start with the Tampa Bay secondary versus the Dallas Cowboys weapons. Um, That is the one. We teased it yesterday, right? But that's the one where you have to win. There, there's no if, and buts about it. If it's blocked up, and the Cowboys can't win in this in this manner, there may be a blowout. Because you, I talked about it yesterday. I don't think banging your head against the wall in the run game is going to be the answer. More efficient than more just pure brute and stubbornness and Scott Linehan, Jason Garrett type shit. I'm type stuff, my bad. <laughs> I really truly believe that this guy here could determine the game. I know. I know he's coming off the ankle. He's coming off the shoulder. I know. I know. But guess what? When you look at this secondary, it's not like there's, again, I said it before, the secondary is not all world. It's not elite. It's good. It's good. And when I say good, I mean, uh, okay. They're not a feared secondary. You have to be able to block it up. Now, their standout player in the secondary is obviously Antoine Winfield Jr., the uh, rookie safety. Well, he was a rookie last year. Uh, safety. Was he a rookie last year? He was a safety that was on my radar coming out the draft. I know that much. And he he went a little bit lower than he should have because he's, what, 5'9"? And I say, so what? At safety, I don't care. I don't care. He's your free safety, so he's going to stay back and, and pretty much. Now, sometimes he comes in the box, but he played over, I believe, 800 snaps at free safety. So he's not really going to come up and be your thumper. He's going to keep things in front of him. Jamel Dean, Carlton Davis, not household names. <laughs> They're not. Now, Carlton Davis did have two interception, or, uh, four interceptions last year. Uh, Jamel Dean, I think he had two interceptions last year. Mike Edwards, the other safety actually is their backup. Whitehead, who is their starting safety, is out with injury. So he's already ruled out. And I said this yesterday. Nobody really knows these the Bucks secondary. For good reason. They're not what they're not the catalyst of this defense. The front seven is. So this is where you have to be able to take advantage of them. Now amongst this group they do have 12 interceptions. They do have 12 interceptions. So, I mean, 
they can get their hands on the ball. And I think that's more so to do with two things. It has to do with Todd Bowles and the front seven. Todd Bowles, since he's been in Tampa, they have been one of the best in the league at creating turnovers. That's that's one of the things that we can't sleep on is Todd Bowles. Since he took over in 2019, they ranked they rank fourth in takeaways and second in points off turnover. And this group has had more interceptions, you know, than than Dallas's secondary. That I don't. Man, listen, I can't recall the last time. Maybe Professor O or Stevie Matt can go back and look. When's the last time the Dallas secondary had twelve interceptions as a group? They're starters. As a group, don't know. Now you're probably wondering, hey dog, why aren't you talking about Murphy Bunting? I'm about to, because Murphy Bunting is the one that you need to take advantage of. Sean Murphy Bunting, you should know who he is. You know why? Because he was very, (laughs) he was a very vocal guy to the commentators throughout the playoffs and the season, really, and the season. He got a lot of shine in the playoffs. He was making some plays, but some plays were getting made on him. And he's kind of your boom or bust, mostly bust in the sense of they're going to catch it. But don't sleep. He kind of, he kind of gets. He, he's just in the right area. He has four interceptions, so he, he's sometimes in the right area. But he's the player that I would like to target. When he's targeted, he gives up a seventy-six percent completion percentage. Seventy-six, and he's your slot cornerback in nickel. Last year, he gave up seven touchdowns. And he's only been in the league for two years, so he's young. He's been in the league for two years, and in total, he's given up 11 touchdowns. At the same time, he has seven interceptions, right? So uh, he's that boom or bust. But against a guy like C.D. Lamb, it's going to be a lot of bust. It's going to be a lot of bust. So my matchup to watch from the Cowboys' weapons to Tampa Bay secondary is C.D. Lamb against Murphy Bunting. Who is your matchup? Now, again, you might not know a lot of these players, you know, but how would you attack them in the air? Also keep in mind the Cowboys tight end. So, you know, we haven't talked about them a whole lot this week yet, but they could have a say in, in, in what happens in the air because you're going to need some letouts. You're going to need some easy completions. And that will mostly be Winfield Jr., Mike Edwards, Levante David, the linebackers, and uh, White, the linebacker, against these tight ends. So that could be a matchup to watch as well. Blake Jarwin up the seams. Quick dump-offs like we talked about yesterday. Red, Red, oh, I I can't even pronounce that last name, buddy. But Red says they are still miles better than the Dallas secondary. Yeah, they're, they're, we said it yesterday. I mean, I, I, they're better. They're better. But I think they're they're better because they have a pass rush and defensive coordinator that aids them. I don't think any of these guys are, are anything to write home about besides Antoine Winfield Jr., in my opinion. No disrespect to these other guys. They're serviceable NFL quality talent. But Antoine Whitfield Jr. is their guy. That's the guy right there. But that secondary 
against the Cowboys' weapons? C.D. Lamb, Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, the tight ends? I will take. <laughs> There's not many secondaries that that fear that I'm fearful of with that man at quarterback and the wide receiver, the wide receivers around him. Not many. Not many. Brandon Gomez says, y'all tripping. They all sorry. Winfield can't cover the field. Now, see, that's that that's a little bit homerish to me. They're not sorry. <laughs> like, they're, they're that's the thing, and you gotta love it about about fandom, right? Like, if they ain't on your team, they suck. That's that's just not the truth. That's not the truth. Like, they're not all sorry. I mean, that that some of those guys are solid players. Uh Jordan Whitehead was a solid player. He's not he's not playing though. Uh Winfield Jr. is a really solid player. Carlton Davis is not a bum. But Carlton Davis versus Amari Cooper? Come on, man. Give me that. Give me that. Miss Jackie says, anyone is better than our secondary. Let's see what their front four helps the secondary. Yes. Yes, they do. They absolutely do. Now, this team is not, like I said, they're not impenetrable. They, 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 they can be scored on. They gave up, I believe they were 27th in scoring percentage last year. Which means drives ending in an offensive score. They rank 27th. So they can be scored on. And I think a lot of it will come through the air. I, I just do. Professor Rose said Winfield allowed a 77% completion, six touchdowns, and 147 QB rating. I'm actively targeting him. See, and, I, and we had this conversation, Professor O, before. Where? Because free safety statistics are, are not, in my opinion, always accurate. Free safety statistics, they have to let they, they have to let you catch it in front of them and then get the tackle. So I don't like to look at that. Go what I like to look at is when it's a one-on-one matchup. Right? Or is did he have a blown assignment? How many touchdowns did he give up then? What was the completion percentage then? And and I, I like to look at that. I don't think that accurately depicts that in my opinion, because I've seen it. I've seen I've seen safeties get docked a completion when all they did was it ran behind the linebacker, the safety's in the area, he catches it, he runs out of bounds. Or he pushes him out of bounds, or he makes the tackle. So, don't for one second think Winfield Jr. is some slouch. Because he's not. <laughs> oh, let's get a phone call in here. 813, what it is, what it do? 813, going once. 813, going twice. 813, you sold, man. We'll get back to the phone lines. We'll get back to the phone lines. Brandon Gomez says, still, I will be there tomorrow. We shall see. Keep being an iconic fan. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it. Thank you. First Name Nation says, I mean, what about Anthony Brown versus the receivers? You take Brown over their worst corners? Oh, we'll, we're, that's next. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that next. But we're, we're focusing right now on Tampa secondary versus Dallas weapons because if it's blocked up, this has to be the matchup you win. It has to be, man. Because it's really the only matchup, in my opinion, you have the advantage in the entire game. <laughs> like, you have the bona fide stamp it advantage. You go to the other side. Their defensive line against the Cowboys offense, that's not an advantage. There are running backs, who I love, against their linebackers. That's at best a push. It's here. It's here. And this is going to be your advantage a lot of the times during this season, in my opinion. A lot of the times. Jacob says, Bucks D-line is similar to uh, Washington's D-line. Who's better? Ooh, that's, 
That's tough. I, I would personally go with Washington's D-line. They're younger and just as, if not more, more talented. I don't know why that screen has been doing that. They're younger and just as more talented. Yeah, I will go with Washington's D-line. I would. But mind you, Washington got Dallas last year with the backup, backup offensive line. You know, when Zach Martin comes back, Lyle's all the way good to go. I'd love to see it. Now let's roll. Dak Prescott at quarterback. Now let's roll Washington. Because you almost lost to Dallas with that banged up, terrible offensive line and, and uh, uh, the red rifle. 813, are you there? All right, 813, I got to let you go. I got to drop you, man. You're holding up the line. All right. Red says, run the ball, shorten the game, keep it close, and go to the air in the fourth. Right, we'll see. That's all I'm going to say is we will see about running the ball and keeping it close. That's that Jason Garrett mantra right there. I, you know, this is in 2017. I feel like you have these weapons now. You have the ability to to run the rock. I'm sorry, to throw the rock whenever you want, however you want. Uh, so I, I'm more so mix it up than I am just completely run the ball, keep it close, play conservative. That's my opinion. All right, 813, you got one more time. Now we got you, 813. What's going on, man? Yeah, what's up, man? I'm a Bucks fan. It's going to be a good game. I don't think it's – I think it's going to probably be a low-scoring game. I've seen someone on, on, on um, online say that, too. They believe it's going to be a low-scoring game. Uh, you know, Maybe I, 21-24, 18-21. Why, why, why do you think it's going to be a low – you don't have any faith in your, your offense? I have faith in my offense, but – it's the first week, the first week of the game, first game, first week of the season. Know, yeah. That's what I'm, that's why I'm saying that. But, but, but you were, like I heard what you were saying earlier. You said the um, the Cowboys do have a chance, but it's, a lot of people say the Cowboys don't don't have a chance though. But it's crazy though. Oh, they absolutely have a chance. I I know that, but I don't know why these people keep saying that on TV. I well, hate when they say that, though. Right. See, and experts. that's and that's why, you know, so here's the thing. The experts are overdoing it, right? Like, it's one thing to say they believe that the Tampa has the edge and that they'll win the game. But like you said, there there's this overwhelming opinion out there against with the talking heads that, oh, this is a wrap. This game is over. They have no chance. It's going to be a blowout. <laughs> it's going to be this and that. If number four is the quarterback, um, is it Antoine? Is that your name, buddy? Number four. I'm, I'm, what's your My name? My name's Eric. Eric, okay. So Eric. if number four is the quarterback, Eric, for the Cowboys, Dak Prescott, the Cowboys always have a chance. Period. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. But are you worried about this front seven at all? Are you worried about this? Are you worried about this front seven? The Cowboys or the uh, Tampa front seven? Yeah. Yes. Uh, if you, you if you if you go back and run back yesterday's show, uh, A to Z Sports Live uh, in, in the yes, morning. My Say again. Yeah. Yeah. If you think about this? Hold on. If you run that okay. back yesterday, the whole show was about the trenches. And I, I definitely, you know, gave the front seven of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers major props and said this, the way we have the Cowboys have to win is by blocking it up. Cause if they can block it up, those guys behind me can get it done. Yep. How about the Bucks offense? How you about the Bucks offense versus the Cowboys defense? How you think that's going? Yeah, go? that's our next segment, and um, 
that's where the the super advantage <laughs> is for uh, for the Bucks, in my opinion. It's going to be about getting to Tom, getting him off his spot. What Osa said, what or Coach Durde said, what everyone has been saying for 21 years, you got to make Tom Brady uncomfortable because if you don't, this secondary is not good enough to stick with those guys. Hey, did you hear what Tom Brady said yesterday? Guess, did you hear what Tom Brady said? He's not like the number changes yeah. on the defense. He gave the Cowboys the edge. That part's silly about giving, giving, giving the Cowboys or any team an edge. Uh, but, hey, it's Tom Brady. He's he's great because he finds these little things and then he puts them on his poster board and says, I'm going to prove you wrong, right? So that's that's Tom Brady numbers. for you, man. It's just numbers. Did you, did you hear what the Cowboys defense said? I guess about Michael Parsons and this other players in defense. Uh, they kept talking about Tom Brady, blah, blah, blah. They said, I guess Tom Brady, I guess they had the debates. Uh, there's Michael Parsons. I think people. you're talking about Osa Digizuwa when he asked him, what is Tom Brady's yeah. weakness? And Osa said, he's not mobile. Is he lying? Bucks fan, is he lying? No, he's not. But you hear what Tom Brady said? Uh, he said, I got faster. I got better. <laughs> is that what he said? I got faster. Okay. That's funny. That's funny. Yeah. But look at this. But uh, one more last thing. Do you, people say, do you hear what Bruce Irvin said? Bruce Irvin says the the um the Cowboys receiving core is 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 brocious. What 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 he used was amazing. It is. The trio. It is. Bruce, Bruce Arians, oh, he slipped up. He said this is the best wide receiving group in the league, and then he called himself was like, oh wait, I mean, you know, our wide receiving group is good too, but he he really likes the Cowboys group, and and I think everyone does. That is the advantage Dallas has, in my opinion. It's going to come down to that. I really do. I think it's going to come down to Dak Prescott being able to take advantage uh, of that advantage. People say Dak could get hurt week one. Uh, We're we, we not doing that. We're not putting that in the air, brother. We're not putting that in the air. Dak is healthy and let's roll. He's as healthy as anybody else in the league, right? Yeah. You, better watch, you better watch out for number nine on the defense. Number nine, the Bucks player number nine defense. And, and I know it's addition, Joe Tryon. Yeah, I like Tryon coming out. In fact, when we did the the draft show, Tryon was a guy that I was looking forward to target kind of in a mid-round-ish because I, I felt him dropping. He, felt, he went to the first round for us. I, I know. I, I, I thought he was going to drop out, so I was a bit shocked. Um, but nonetheless, Todd knows what he's doing. He knows how to get these guys uh, ready to go. Yeah. But, hey, man, I appreciate Look, you. I Check it okay. out. I appreciate you giving me a call here uh, and tuning in okay. as a Bucks fan. Um, and uh, we're ready yeah. to roll tomorrow, man. Yeah, hope it's a good game. That's all I got. To I say. think it will. I'm watching your broadcast now. Thanks, man. Bye. Appreciate it. You know, it's always good when 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 fans of opposing teams call in. I enjoy that. All right, let's get four three two four three two. What it is? What it do? Hey, what's going on, Will? This is uh, this is uh, DJ. What's up, From DJ? Hey, From- nothing much, but let's, you know what. We'll- morning can't complain indeed that's right what's on your mind brother hey man i i just wanted to call in especially after the bus fan uh say you know overall i i i know it's going to be you know give them a super bowl chance but i, I you know we pay their respect where it's due mm-hmm. but I, I don't have no fear even after after zach is going to be out, or he may be still in i don't know you know i haven't been keeping up with the headlines on that exactly but uh what I what I look at is that um, 
everybody it fails to mention, you know, when when you think about defense, because I was a defensive player in in uh, high school and college and all that, on, in high school and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, the whole concept is to take away the best thing from the the opposing offense and make them, uh, you know, go to the other guys and make them beat you. The problem right. is everybody else on this offense, all the way down to Michael Gallup, can beat you. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's what I have there. There was a tweet that went out yesterday from one of the NFL guys who said that Tampa, and this is, this is interesting because before this was the case, but Tampa, Hello? Number, Hello? you got me? You got me, DJ? I think we might have lost DJ. All right, so there was an interesting uh, tweet that went out where – they said, you know, the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers need to focus and take away Ezekiel Elliott. And Twitter was like, yes, please, please focus. Put eight, nine men in the box. Please take away Ezekiel Elliott <laughs> so that there's nothing but one-on-ones out there against this ridiculous wide receiver group. And I tend to agree. I, I tend to agree. So if if Bruce and Todd believe that in 2021, the Cowboys' biggest strength without Zach Martin, with a hobble Lyle Collins, a we don't know about Tyler Biotish, Connor Williams is, is, is okay, is still their running game? He in for a rude awakening. A rude awakening. I'm not saying you throw it 50 times. I'm just saying. You you stack that box with eight or nine guys, it's it's curtains. Dak Prescott is six years in the league now. Dak Prescott one of the best quarterbacks in the league. This ain't twenty seventeen, this ain't twenty sixteen anymore. And I feel like I don't know. Maybe these NFL guys just aren't paying attention. I I, I mean I don't know, man. I don't know. So y'all tell me is is the Cowboys is the game plan against Dallas still? load the box up and stop Dak because remember everyone kept saying that to I'm sorry to stop Zeke but everyone kept saying that in a, in a way to slight Dak Prescott let's just be real before Dak became in my opinion that guy it was oh you got to stack the box and make Dak Prescott beat you I don't I don't think you want to do that right now you better be a little smarter than that Justin says no um Primetime says, I didn't know Chris Godwin was hurt. Yeah, I actually looked that up because I was getting tagged in some things uh, yesterday. I looked that up. It looks like he's going to play, but he did pop up on the injury report, and we'll talk about that uh, here in a second. AJ Torres says, let's go five wide. We got the skills for it. I mean, Cooper, Gallup, Lamb, Schultz, and why not Jarwin all out in the field? Let's tear it up. You may see that. You may see that. Jackie Smith, Miss Jackie says, preach Skywalker. I mean, you know. If you agree with me, salute. I'm I'm just saying it, it. It I don't think it's crazy to say now here in 2021, the Cowboys' strength does not lie in their run game anymore. It's it's one of their strengths, but it's not the strength. And if you come in week in week out saying we're going to stack it eight in a box against this man, all right, all right. Uh, Professor O had a great stat, and we'll get to that later. And I've seen that uh, in in, the, in my studies, and I've seen that. By the way, Professor O, get with me after the dang on show. We were supposed to drop a uh, Professor O obscured stat this week. Get with me, man. 
Uh, Adrian says, I agree with you, but I'm not sure our coaches see it that way. That'd be goofy to not see it that way, right? Again, it's a week-to-week league, so maybe, again, next week it's it's going to be more of a running game. Just don't be stubborn. All right, let's get nine. Sorry about that, y'all. Let me get nine for one. Nine for one, what it is, what it do. Welcome to the show. Hey, what's up? It's Woody. Uh, sorry, how you doing, man? How you doing? Is this is this Chris Woods? Yes, sir. What's going on, Woody? How you doing, brother? Pretty good, you know. I am trying to do a typhoon. I apologize. It's all good. Uh, but I just wanted to call. Oh, real quick. Um, what I got on my mind is um, this defense for the Buccaneers that you're talking about. Huh? You know, pretty good up front. And like you said, our their weakness is the back end. Um, but for our defense, what I want to say is um, this this Tom Brady offense is, you know, as we saw um, in the playoffs, they started to turn it on, but they're not perfect. Um, there was a couple games last season where Tom Brady threw multiple picks in the game. Yeah. Um, so that, for our defense, needs to, those games is what we need to be watching. Um, how those teams were able to disrupt him and get those takeaways. Because that's what's going to come down to. Um, our offense, they're going to do their thing. Regardless of Zach Martin, he's an important cause. I tend to agree. We saw, last year, we saw last year that McGovern is able to hold up. Uh, well, especially if we have Dak in there. If Dak's in there, he's going to find a way. That's how I feel. Um, I feel if number four is playing, I, I, have, I don't fear anything. I know that the Cowboys will be in a game because of number four. What I need the Cowboys to do is not get behind, which means protect the ball because a lot of times they got in trouble last year because of turnovers. Protect the ball and put points on the board early in the game. Exactly. Exactly. Totally agree with you. Um, Just wanted to call in and and just throw that out there for people, you know, that feel kind of worried. Um, We got to believe in our team, guys. Um, they're ready. They've known for a while now that who they're going to be going up against. We yep. have to trust that they'll be prepared. Um, and enjoy the rest of the show, guys. Uh, thanks for taking my call, Scott. I appreciate you and hope to see you on game day. Yes, sir. I hope I see you down there, brother. Appreciate the call. Yeah, man. I, I, this is the matchup right here, guys. This is the matchup. C.D. Lamb against Sean Murphy Bunting. And, and, and it's, it's the matchup for a few different reasons. Todd Bowles, Mauricio talked about it on his show a couple days ago. He's, he's going to send the house. He's going to blitz. And how do you combat that? Slot wide receivers. Tight ends. I mean, what better slot wide receiver than C.D. Lamb? And if you really want to get freaky which I think is going to happen. I think it's been buried a little bit, but CD has been moved around this offseason, which means I think you're going to see Mark Cooper in the slot. But nonetheless, taking advantage of the slot is going to be key because he's going to send the house. It's not always going to be blocked up, not with Zach Martin out. And, and, and we got to see with Lyle. Lyell, Lyell, uh, I believe in Lyell. You know, he might have to get his feet going a little bit because uh, that Texans game was a bit concerning. Nonetheless, they'll get there sometimes. But this guy right here, 
I think is going to be the, the, the most important game in the aerial attack uh, production-wise. I think every week Amari Cooper is most important because he opens up everything else. But CD is going to have to make it happen in that slot, in my opinion. He's going to have to make it happen. Uh, what you guys talking about in the chat here? Special K says their secondary has nothing for CD Cooper Gallup. As long as it's blocked up, I'm with you. I'm with you. Punisher, I believe, says they might want, they might be wanting to hold Elliott, but Todd Bowles needs to be smarter than that. I I hope he's not. I hope they come in here and <laughs> they accidentally pop on 2017. They accidentally pop on 2018, 2016 and be like, you know what? Gotta load that box. Gots to load that box. Can't let Ezekiel Elliott get off. I mean, obviously you can't, but this ain't your old... What is it? This ain't your father's Cowboys, as they say. No, this isn't 2016, guys. It's not. All right, let's... Before we move on towards the other side of the ball, we got one more call, and then we'll go to talk about the Cowboys secondary, which is not so much fun. Uh, 682, what it is, what it do? 682 going once. 682 going twice. 682 sold. We'll see. See if you get back. My guy Matt Mike's, or is it Matt's Mike, says Sky sleeping on Zeke. Nah, that's not that's not true, man. That's not true. Zeke is about to have a great year. He slimmed up. He looks quicker. Um. Where Zeke, in my opinion, may be most important this week is in two two facets of the game that have nothing to do with running the ball. Pass catching and pass blocking. Zeke may be asked to do something similar to what he did against Atlanta. And if you remember Atlanta, they had they they were just coming after Dak. They were just getting after him because Terrence Steele and Brandon Knight could not hold up. So Zeke stayed in, and he made a, a lot of great blocks protecting his tackles and protecting his quarterback. In this game, he may be asked to do the same thing as well as catch the ball out the backfield. Zeke, you could have the greatest the greatest running back in the world. It does not matter if you cannot block it up. Right? We can agree on that, Matt. Right? So... You, do you believe the Cowboys, Tyler Biotish, Connor McGovern, and, and uh, who was it, the other guy? Uh, Connor Williams is better blocking up JPP, Vita Vea, Ndamukong Sue, and Golston? I don't think so. I don't think so. So I don't think you have an advantage there. So it's not necessarily about sleeping on Zeke. It's just about, let's just be smart. That's all. Let's just be smart. Fresh says, I 100% agree, pass pro, and receiving for Zeke will be huge this week. It's a week-to-week league. Week-to-week. Week-to-week. All right. So, all right, 214, you're the last call before we move on to the next part of the show. 214, what it is, what it do? How you doing, Will? Still, you know what I think? What's that? Give me 27-21. Cowboys cover the spread. What the spread's about eight and a half, ain't it? Something crazy right now. Last time I checked, it was seven and a half. Seven and a half. Okay, I wasn't. I wasn't. And I wasn't sure. You know more than me. I ain't a betting guy. But seven and a half. (laughs) Yeah, it's the biggest. It's the biggest spread. 
right now. Yeah, but Cowboys play better talent a lot better than they play worse talent. You know, they play up to their competition. I see a close game. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, they never get over the hump against these talented teams. That's what I want to see. That was one of my things with Dak that, because people think, oh, you just love Dak. No, one of the things I needed to see Dak do is get better in the fourth quarter uh, and get back to what he was back before 2019. 2019 was, a, was in my opinion, and, and, and not the typical Dak Prescott. He had zero fourth quarter comebacks, zero you know, game-winning drives. Prior to that, he had a ton. I think we lost my guy. We did. Prior to that, Dak had a ton. Um, and that goes for the team in general. They just didn't beat a bunch of good teams. They just didn't. You know, so this is a great test. And uh, I think Dak got back to that last <clears throat> last year. It's just that the team was so bad. It was so bad around him. The defense was historically awful. The offensive line was historically awful. But if you think about the way Dak played in the fourth quarters, he made an improvement from that 2019 year. Obviously, you got the the, the Falcons game, right, where he literally brought them back. Um, no one talks about it, but he had the game. He, he won the game for the Cowboys on the road against Seattle, drove them down, scored the game, won the touchdown, in my opinion. All you needed to do was have the defense stop Russell Wilson one time. They had an opportunity on fourth and three. Didn't get it done. They give up the touchdown. Now Dak has to go try to score again and didn't happen. But Dak showed improvement in that game against the Browns. Made the comeback. Down three. What happens? The Cowboys defense inexplicably gives up a razzle-dazzle reverse 60-yard touchdown. Game over. So I think you saw Dak get back to that fourth quarter guy. Now let's see it all be put together and hopefully the defense... Um, can can help them out because you need everybody. You need everybody. Henry says, but they do play better against good teams. In what way? In winning? Because that's not true. You know, you got to show, you got to win, right? You you have to win. They 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 played the Rams, really strong loss. They played Seattle, really strong loss. In 2018, they 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 toughed it out against. Uh, who was it? Uh, the Colts and Ding just got blown the hell out at the end. Or not even really the end, just period in general. Um, 2018, they beat a couple good teams, right? The Saints, everybody holds on to beat the, the, the Seahawks in the playoffs and things like that. But in this, since 2018, how many good teams consecutively, really, but how many good teams have the Cowboys really beat? Not many. So, you know they got to do they got to do something, and it starts with it starts with Sunday. I'm sorry, Thursday. It starts with Thursday. Uh, JT says I was caller two one four. Okay, so I'm not really sure what happened here, but you said they're going to cover the spread twenty seven twenty one. I can live with that, and I I don't think this is going to be a blowout. I told you with that man behind me, I don't think it's going to be a blowout. Not at all. All right, guys, remember on Thursday if you are in the Dallas Fort Worth area. Make sure I ain't blowing y'all ears out with this. The Cowboys will be, well, the Cowboys will be playing Tampa, and myself and Jesse Holly will be live at Texas Live, game day live for pregame show, halftime show, and postgame show. If you can't be there, that's cool. We will be streaming the event here on YouTube, on Facebook, as well as Twitter. So make sure you guys uh, check that out. It's going to be great. We're going <laughs> to, 
I don't say giving you the real for, for, for no reason. Serious. Serious. There's going to be no fluff. <laughs> There's going to be no fluff. We're going to come real, and sometimes you may not like it, but that's cool. You don't want to always tune into something that's just the same thing over and over. They're saying the same thing, and Cowboys going to win every single game. Cowboys going to be amazing, or this team sucks, you know, or, or the Cowboys suck. No, you need realism. And Jesse gives you that as well as myself. All right, so let's go ahead and talk about the most important matchup on the other side of the ball. Cowboys secondary against the Tampa Bay passing attack. That's a rough one. That's a rough one. And when we look at who Tampa has in their passing attack, I couldn't even fit them all on the damn screen. But their their main guys, per se, uh, we'll, we'll talk about here in a second. Uh, Charles Lundley said, is Holly that tall? Yes. Holly is, is, is six story. Big guy, <laughs> big guy. I always crack jokes about it when I see him. Um, Sadika says, I believe the bucks are really, really concerned about us. Every team should be right. Go week in week out. You shouldn't take anybody for it. Uh, granted. Jacob says Diggs versus Evans is the most important matchup. So you got Diggs versus Evans. Mac three sixty. That is true here. We're going to need the DTs to come up big in this game in order for the defense to have a chance. When we talked about the trenches yesterday, the number one thing in this entire game is going to be the Cowboys defensive line against that offensive line. You got to put Brady on his ass. He does not like to be rushed. He does not like to be blitzed. He does not like to be pressured. Matt, Professor Rode, drop the stats. Go look him up. His numbers drop drastically when he's hurried, when he's pressured. Go watch the Bears games, the Rams games, the Saints games. They all, they all took advantage of that. They all were able to pressure Tom Brady and pressure him into making some boneheaded mistakes. Remember, Tom Brady thought there was an extra down against the Bears because he was so f- frazzled. He thought he had five downs. So Dallas has to do that. And let's take a look at their pass-catching options. You got Mike Evans, right, who is their most targeted wide receiver. Had 109 targets last year, 70 receptions, about 1,000 yards, and 13 touchdowns. A lot of that in the red zone, which talked about it yesterday. I'd rather Tom beat me fast <laughs> than pluck me all the way down the field. And now i got the matchup of Mike Evans or Chris Godwin or Antonio Brown against one of, you know, Anthony Brown, the other AB, or Jordan Lewis. Chris Godwin, another big target. Didn't play all 16 games last year, only 12, I believe. Had seven touchdowns on 840 yards last year. I thought Chris was kind of elevating himself to be that number one guy a couple years ago, but it's clear as day still Mike Evans, who I, I, I feel like has always slept on. I don't know. I just feel like he slept on. Hell of a receiver. Shout out to you, Oscar and Michelle over on Facebook. Uh, Oscar says, I hope Kennedy gets a shot at playing snaps at slot and outside. I 100% agree. We need, Cowboys need somebody physical on that outside. Then you got Antonio Brown, who, when you really think about AB, he only played eight games in the regular season last year and had four touchdowns on 45 receptions. That comes out to be about 90 receptions. Eight touchdowns, 
in a full season as a third option. It's Antonio Brown. <laughs> who didn't have an offseason to work with Tom Brady, who didn't have time to get acclimated, right? Off, everything coming out is that he's back. And he's looking like the one of the best receivers in the league back. And he's their slot guy? Rob Gronkowski. Rob Gronkowski had an interesting year last year, man. Quietly, 600 yards, seven touchdowns. And it was quiet. Because they have this trio of tight ends in Rob and O.J. Howard and Cameron Brait. And O.J. Howard got hurt. And I think that's why Rob kind of got put. I don't think they signed Rob to be that guy. I think they wanted him to compliment O.J. Howard. But he ended up being able to hold his own with seven touchdowns. But O.J.'s back, and he only played in four games last year, had 11 receptions and two touchdowns. So they're, they're stacked, man. They're stacked with passing options. Not even talking about Cameron Brake. But here's the last infinity stone that Tom Brady needed to collect. In his career, he's had Shane Vereen, James White, Rex Burkhead, right? You can go all the way back to the guys in in, in the early days of uh, New England. They had these pass-catching running backs. And they went out and they added Giovanni Bernard. In my opinion, the last Infinity Stone, Infinity Stone to complete the super team. Well, the super offense, if you want to call it that. Here's the Infinity Stones. He the last one. <laughs> you might be saying, Giovanni Bernard. Talk about, man. He's not, not saying this guy's a superstar. But Gio has always been one of the best pass-catching running backs in the NFL. Six out of the, his eight years in the league, he's had at least 39 or 40 receptions. I don't think that should go unnoticed. Last year, they had Rojo, which is uh, Ronald Jones, and uh, Leonard Fournette, and Shady. But Shady really didn't play much. So they really didn't have that pass-catching option. Tom loves, loves, loves. Oh, you want to get pressure? Boom, boom, boom. Quick stuff. So you got to be ready. For the Gronks and the OJs and the Geos if he plays. And the Antonio Browns. They're going to, I mean, I really think, my my matchup, you guys, uh, someone in here said it's Diggs against Evans. Diggs is going to battle. I don't, I don't worry about Diggs. He may get beat, but Diggs is going to battle. I worry about whoever the hell has to guard Antonio Brown in the slot. I do. Because Antonio Brown is so much better than A.B. He's so much better than Jordan Lewis. Godwin may get off. Kind of helps that he's, he's ha- hampered a little bit. But that slot, boy, oh boy. That slot, that slot, yeah. Legend says A.B. is the one guy that worries me. He's the most worrisome of their pass catchers. Because A.B. is not your, your typical... Uh, I don't want to come at our guy, our former guy, Cole Beasley, right? Where it's Wes Welker, uh, Amendola, um, and these are all Patriot dudes, right? Um, Edelman, where, yeah, they'll get off and get you nine yards on a reception, and then they fall down. May get you some yak. A.B. legitimately can take it to the crib. A.B. legitimately can make you miss. And if 
they can single up AB, you better tackle him. So I'm with you. I'm with you. See, Burleson says, yep, Antonio Brown can hurt us. Brian Hernandez, the Bucks D line is 30 or older. I, I think someone said this yesterday. I don't even really understand what that even means. Via Vea is like 24. Shaq Barrett's like 28. Devin White's like 24. Like, you know I mean? I don't know what that means. Dom Bikin Sue could be 32, 33, 34. He still can play. I, you know, so I don't understand what these what the age means if you can still play the game, right? Oscar says, if Quinn is smart, he looks at what the Saints and Bears did, right, uh, to Brady in their offense last year and take pieces from the defense. User. Oscar, I guarantee you 100%. I guarantee you Quinn is watching that tape. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. And in the pregame show, I'll ask the question, you know, who, who's the X factor for the Cowboys? I'm leaning towards Micah. I, I really am leaning towards Micah. They, they, they may say this game, we could, we could allow you to play some pass coverage. We could allow you to play uh, in the flats. We could drop you in, cover, uh, in, uh, in the zones. But what's the best way to, to, to get you to be a playmaker week one without being taken advantage of? Because you saw D-Ware. D-Ware said it. He's going to try to get you. The best way? Don't let Micah think. Don't let him think. Send his ass to go get Tom Brady. Not saying that he hasn't had, you know, fast guys blitz him. Not saying he hasn't had defensive ends come get him. But if you can force pressure up the middle on Micah, Randy Gregory gets around that, that corner quicker. Demarcus Lawrence gets around that corner quicker. Maybe Jensen peaks too fast to get number 11, and now Osa or Bohanna or Urban has an angle to get the Tom Brady up the middle. Micah Parsons. Micah Parsons, a linebacker, may be the key. It may be the key. In, in thwarting this uh, passing attack. He may be the key. Legend, Legend says we got to stop their running back for net too. Yeah. Jones had a, a 900 yards. <laughs> He's not someone to sleep on. I like how they, I like how to utilize their running backs though. They're mostly ground and pound guys, right? They're mostly guys that hey, it's a short, short yardage or, Hey, we want to run out the game. We get into the red zone, kind of just to keep you honest. That's not their game, though. Their game is not to run the rock. But every game, you don't want to get abused on the ground. Can't have that happen. Maybe this is some of that that uh, blind optimism. I don't want to call it blind optimism. Just that fandom in me in the sense that I do believe the Cowboys' run defense will be better this year. Going into last last year, every single game, you were worried. You were like, I don't have any faith. I don't have any faith. But with the upgrades at defensive tackle, with Dan Quinn, the upgrades at linebacker, I feel better about being able to thwart their run game, which isn't spectacular. It's more of a complimentary to their passing attack. But you're right. If, if they could just get loose, I mean, that's all she wrote. That's all she wrote. I just don't think they will get loose. I don't. Jacob says, play Cox to take away Gronk. Send Jalen over the center. I 
Jalen, I don't know, man. Jalen should be just used to to play the run on base defense. I can't stand when he blitzes up the middle. I like when they send him on stunts and things like that, but just straight up the middle, I ain't got it like that in my opinion. Um, Hooker and Casey over top. Wilson and Curse are great blitzing safeties, yeah. Lewis and Brown got good work from CD in a slot. They will be ready for <laughs> I love it, man. I, <laughs> I love the optimism. My man Jacob said, Lewis and AB is going to be ready for Antonio Brown. I don't know, Jacob. I mean, what you've been watching to think that that's even remotely true? Besides just the, the optimism. I love it. But let's be real. They can't run with that man. What's up, Montana? What's going on? Choctaw said, hey, when y'all stop overrating Cox, Parsons, and Lamb. Whoa, 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 whoa. First of all, it, no one's even, we even bring up Cox, so we can just forget that. Why, where's the overrating Parsons? Like, is he not, like, is he not an exciting rookie that has a, a boatload of talent? And how the hell can you overrate C.D. Lamb? What you been watching, Montana? This dude is up next. Come on, man, call into the show. You gotta let me know how C.D. Lamb is overrated. I, I would love to see this one, brother. Joseph says, Sky, do you think they might start Malik Hooker over KZ because of height and ability to make plays? Nah, I think, um... I don't have the depth chart, but I think I remember listening to it on the radio. I think it is KZ and Wilson's back. And I think it should be because because Malik Hooker is still kind of getting acclimated. But once he is acclimated, I think you'll see. I think you're going to see Hooker out there on big nickel. I know it sounds crazy because J-Ron Curse should be the big nickel. In, in, in essence, because he's a 6'4", big safety guy. But... I think you might see a, th- a three-headed monster at safety sometime. Hell, sometimes you might see Hooker and KZ out there. You know, uh, my preseason prediction had been that I think Malik Hooker will eventually be the starter because he's so good, right? But if KZ's healthy, man, and KZ gets back to that twenty-seven or was it twenty-eighteen form, he's not going to give it up. So you just have to live with maybe mixing all those guys together because it. it let's just be real. I, I did the interview with. Rihanna Dixon, and she wasn't lying when she said the safety rotation, no one can get it down because everyone's been in and out of the lineup. So no one really knows how it's going to be come uh, Thursday night. They don't know. Legend says he feels like they're going to try to run on us early. (sighs) Could be a good feeling. Could be a good feeling. The Cowboys right now aren't proven and even in either faction of the defense, right? So Tampa could kind of come in and say, all right, let's 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 see what we could do here, right? They weren't a good running defense last year, so they don't really have a reason to be fearful to run. The secondary is in, is in is big question mark right now, so they're definitely in their weapons. They don't have any fear of throwing, so they could come into this game like, all right, let's, let's kind of fill it out. Whereas on, on Dallas' side, you know their run defense is a good damn run defense. So if you come into the game talking about first down run, second down run, second possession, first down run, second down run, what are we doing? What are we doing? I like this one from William Blackwell. Sky, what do you think about playing Diggs on Godwin and putting right on Evans? Ooh, that's a tall task. I like where you're thinking that because, you know, right, 6'4", Mike Evans is 6'5". If I, 
was a reporter down there, I would ask, and maybe that's something they won't tell me, but I would ask, hey, is there a package for Nashawn Wright this week due to his length? And the receivers for the, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have length. Their number one receiver is huge. And one of the things that Wright, Wright has shown the ability to do on a consistent basis is defend the deep pass, is use his length. He got, he got work, though, <laughs> against Jacksonville on that double move. So he's still a rookie. But that is interesting. You wonder if they decide to do that in the red zone or when they get to rock, what, what I call kind of that green zone, the 35-yard line, 30-yard line. Uh, yeah, that's something I would ask. I would ask. Any packages. They seem very content on rolling out Diggs, A.B., and Lewis. Not hearing much about Kennedy. And, and I see in the chat you guys talk. I, I would love to see. And me, me, I'm matching Kennedy up with A.B. You need a dog like Kennedy. Jordan Lewis, great guy. Y'all used to call him the ball guy because he found the ball somewhat his first few years in the league. This is going to be about being a dog because A.B. going to be in your grill all day. And Kennedy comes from Baltimore. He comes from Greg Williams as well in New York with the Jets. He comes from dog culture. Every matchup is or every week is about matchups, and I just think Kennedy could, could give us the best matchup uh, against, against A.B. You know, it's another one here. Our guys go against arguably the best wide receiving group in the league. They will be ready. I, I, I love that that's a thought, but that that don't mean a damn thing. <laughs> it don't. It, it just doesn't. Like, it, I guess as a personal, as a player, you feel like, yeah, man, I got a you know, Mark Cooper. I got, a, you know, C.D. Lamb. And we got Michael Gallup. Yeah, man, let's just make this tough. Let's make this rough. Dog. This is, this is, they know the play is coming, right? Like one-on-ones, yes, because there's no play. So one-on-ones, that helps you. But when there's an actual, the full scrimmage and things like that, it's all scripted. So I, I love when that happens, when people say that, but it really doesn't mean anything come game day. Because there's an actual opponent game planning against your weakness. A.B. and Jordan Lewis... And whoever the hell else can go up against those receivers all day. It does not matter come game day when there's game plans, in my opinion. I'm just, be real with you. It sounds harsh. It sounds like I'm giving you tough love, but I'm just being real. I'm just being real. Mel, hey, shout out to you, brother. He says, Cowboys will have to win up front. <laughs> LD says, I respect you, man. You stay right in the middle of the road, unlike most sports media. I, I don't like to be on, oh, this is great, or oh, this sucks. One of my very first mantras on this channel, context matters. We're going to be context to it. Legend says, try Mukwamu out there. I like that. Let's get you up there. Boom. Try Mukwamu out there. Uh, what you guys think? You think that, that Israel and Wright should get a shot because of their length? I call those guys the Twin Towers. Every time I see them, I'm like, man, this boys is, this boys is long. I think it was Professor O who said, man, at some point it'd be awesome to see in the red zone, right, McQuamu, curse, digs, these long, big, physical uh, secondary players in the red zone. At some point, that'd be great. Uh, you know, again, if I was if I was a reporter, I'd ask, hey, dog, 
you got any 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 plans to put these big guys out there? Or are we just gonna roll with what we got? <laughs> Justin said, "I sound weak." What is it about? About what? Being real? I told you. I told you, Justin. I told you. If you're coming to this channel for rah rah and boom boom, that's not it. Each week we're going to we're going to focus on matchups. We're going to focus on. Uh, where the Cowboys have an advantage at, where they have a disadvantage at, how they win, how they could lose. I'm not the Rod Rod channel. I'm sorry, brother. I'm sorry, man. It's not going to be it here. Appreciate you being here. Appreciate you being here, but but uh, not the Rod Rod. There's a ton of other channels for that. We keep it real over here, man. We keep it real. CJ says, limit Dak to 25, 30 passes. I seen somebody say that yesterday. Uh... If, if Dak throws 25 or 30 passes, that means that the Cowboys are winning. They're up, and they're running the ball to, to ice it, in my opinion. Because this may be a game where Dak's going to throw 30, 35 times. It all depends. When does Dallas weather the storm? How does Dallas weather the storm? There's going to be a storm, right? There's going to be times where they face adversity. They may be down 10-0, 10-3, 13-3, or what have you. They have to be able to weather that. And come back. But um, if Dak throws for 400 yards like he did against the Giants, this ain't the Giants, in 2019, nine times out of ten, they're playing catch-up. They're playing catch-up. Uh, Wayne says, you can argue with receiving trio is the best, but at the end of the day, they're going against our secondary. <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, get you an AB jersey, my guy. We ain't scared of that, dude. You ain't what is what's up with the fandom and the word scared? You know this is this is this has become a thing now. Like oh we ain't scared. No, you know why we ain't scared? That man. Not a if number four is playing, you shouldn't be scared of not not a near not a team. Dak Prescott's going to keep the Cowboys in any game. Period. But if you being real with yourself and not naive and not a homer and not just this, you know, your fandom taking over, forget about keeping it a hundred. You, you're crazy if you think Antonio Brown is not a legitimate factor against the other AB. What you watching? Yeah, I'm going to be that guy. I'm going to fuss at you. If, if you if you if you if you a homer, you a homer. It is what it is. Just say that. I, don't, I, don't, I won't go back and forth. But if you're going to be real, acknowledge the fact that that is a tough matchup. Period. Point blank. The Reaper says, uh, but, it, but it is Kellen Moore's heart to run it. But is it in Kellen Moore's heart to run it? It's going, it's, going to, it's going to be about game planning, Reaper. And we talked about it yesterday. Kellen Moore versus Todd Bowles is that chess match. Is that chess match. What I don't want to see is what Dallas did years ago where, you know what, no matter what, we're going to come out here and we're going to, we're going to, this is what we're going to do. Whether we're playing in the parking lot, whether we're playing on the moon, whether we're playing at Texas Stadium, no matter who we play, this is what we're going to do. No. (laughs) No. What makes some of these elite teams good is that they can be versatile week to week. Dallas now has a complementary of weapons and an elite quarterback, in my opinion, to be versatile week to week. Oh, now that's a a damn stretch. 
Hector says this team looks a lot like the 89 Cowboys. And, and, well, you said the 90s too. The future looks bright. Remember, 89 Cowboys went 1 15. This ain't the 89 Cowboys. Not at all. But I get what you're saying, right? I get what you're saying. Uh, John Jones says nobody can hold Cooper on the Bucks. 100% agree. I don't, I don't think. Uh, block it up, bro. Block it up, and these boys is going to get busy. This secondary, if they could block it up, can't run with this 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 offensive uh, pass weapons. They can't they can't run with them. <laughs> but you got to block it up. All right, man. Gary said, "I do think we win this game, but you're crazy if you don't have some concerns about matchup. Nobody's scared of the Bucks. That, that's all I'm saying, bro. <laughs> I think what it is, man." Is fans, and I get it, right? I get it. You want to come to these type of channels and you want to hear all nothing but positive. Nothing but we're going to win and all that stuff. And the Cowboys can win this game. Ain't no doubt about it. But I hope as the year moves along here, you understand that we're going to break down each game. That's all, man. Dr. Phil, the pundits uh, say the boy is going to get blown out. He says, whatever. Quinn want to redeem himself from that Super Bowl debacle against TB12. Quinn going to make sure our D is on point and hungry AF. I'm really interested to see how Quinn and who's the uh, cornerbacks coach. I'm sorry, secondary coach, Joe Witt Jr. Because Joe Witt Jr. showed me a lot when Quinn was out. I love his packages. Granted, it's preseason. But I don't. I wonder if they even showed everything in preseason. I wonder if they did. Now, Tom has seen everything, right? But I said it like I, like I said last night or yesterday. I'm sorry, yesterday morning. Tom can see it all he wants. The guys in front got to block it up. Get to Tom Brady. Get to Tom Brady. Hey, Michael, he says, what's your score prediction? Won't be predicting the score this week. Tomorrow, we'll be predicting the score at Texas Live. Me, Jesse Holly at Revolver Brew House. So if you're there, check it out. If you're not, I will give my final score prediction um, of the game at the end of the post game show, Jesse kind of already gave him gave y'all his, but I'll make him reiterate that thing tomorrow. Um, so tune in. All right, four two three. We get we got a last minute caller here. Four two three. What it is? What it do? What's going on, man? Who, who who's this? Oh, Floyd. What's going on, Floyd? I couldn't get the name. What's up with you, brother? Mm-hmm. I what did I say yesterday, Floyd? I said I guarantee you, ninety percent of Cowboy fans don't know more than one or two Buck secondary players. But the reason why you don't and don't need to is because their front seven is what is the catalyst to that defense. That's 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 uh, talking heads for you, man. We're not going to do that here, <laughs> right? Listen, brother, well, I, I'm gonna be up super early. I won't probably get back till one o'clock in the morning, if that's uh, you know maybe later than that. It's gonna be a long day, and then I can't wait. Absolutely can't wait. Oh shoot, y'all can't hear my man, so he's sitting here talking. <laughs> All right, this is Floyd Perrier called in yesterday. He said, what did you say about uh, 
You said, oh, people were talking about Dak Prescott. So reiterate what you were saying, Floyd. Well, I was saying they're all talking like Dak. Dak's been hurt. He is, he's going to be rusty. Tom's going to eat, eat us apart and all that. And that's just – they wouldn't say he was ready if he wasn't ready. Oh, he's ready. They want you know. Oh, I know he's ready. I, <laughs> I, I, I know that because like, right. he, he's still, he's still, he's still working on this. He's still working. In, he's still worked in practice the last week. And the man don't get paid forty million dollars because he got, he's never prepared. That's that's a point that I, I heard be brought up on the podcast is that he better be ready. They paid him to be ready, right? Like this is what you get oh, paid yeah. for. You know, guys go down. It is what it is. You get hurt. It is what it is. You need to be ready for oh, yeah. these type of opportunities. I just I'm 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 wanting to see how the the the, the interior line handles their line. I want to see how they handle that. That's the one I want to see. If they can establish that any kind of semblance of running game, we're in business. Yeah, that interior line is getting real soft right now, brother. Uh, with with Zach Martin being out, and and it got brought up yesterday. I asked you this question. I asked the chat this question. Uh, more important, Lyle, to have Lyle Collins or to have Zach Martin. I was kind of back and forth on this, but I think I might, I think I might have a solid answer here. More important to have Zach well, Martin I, or Lyle Collins. I see Lyle Collins. Okay. And and why? Because is it? that because Dak can see what's coming in front of him. He can't always see what's coming. Uh, well, well, let me let me well let me let me help you out there a little bit. He actually can can see what's coming to the to his throne the right side. He's right handed. Oh, but I'm saying this, but but the thing is, if he's looking downfield, you always can't see what's coming that way. Well, you know his, it, no, no, it's his responsibility. It's not his blind side, so he can see it. His blind side well, is the left that. side. Yes, yeah, but he's looking downfield to see. He's looking downfield, looking at his reads. He's not always looking to the right. You know what I'm saying? He's not always. I, I hear what you're saying, but 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 here's here's why you can argue it's Zach Martin because Dak can deal with his pressure to the right. He can deal with that. He can see that. He can. He can see that. Like that's that's part of being the quarterback. Okay, to... So so let me finish. Well, so let me finish. So he can see that coming. One, two, you can put protection that way. You can slide protection oh, yeah. to help your tackle, your right tackle at that. But if the pocket is pushed back on your lap, you can't step up anywhere. You There's nowhere for you to go. So the, the defensive ends, we talked about on the other side of the ball, the defensive ends can get there easier, right? Uh, now you got Dak oh. having happy. He's getting tackled right away if he steps up. We saw this happen in 2018 a lot, man. He, he ran into a lot of sacks oh. because there was no Travis Frederick. Um, and it was a yeah. lot of pressure in his face, and Connor Williams was not good. So I would argue Zach Martin is a little bit more important, and here's why. You can say Zach Martin's a, I can go one-on-one with Zach Martin, and then I can, I can take my center and direct that towards Connor Williams, or I can, I can, I can double up elsewhere. But if, if, the, if the middle is soft, Dak has nowhere to go. If the middle is soft, you can't run up the middle, right, against a good front. So I'm, I'm kind of leaning towards that. Oh, I understand, but here's another thing they also can do. They also do rollouts, also. Yeah, that's that's going to be a part of it, sure. Yeah, they 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 can roll them out more and keep them off their game. Mm. Yeah, it's it's an interesting question. I, I think I don't think there's really a wrong answer because oh no because the other caveat to losing uh, 
to losing Collins would be your right tackles are awful. So, and but they're, they're awful. So, so the drop off to 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 Collins and Zach Martin is completely different. But I I do think yeah, Zach, on the podcast, Zach Martin, McGovern, Zach Martin and McGovern is not the biggest drop off to your cousin Terrence Steele. Right, and, and that's that's where I will I will age your argument there. Um, but I still think Connor McGovern, Tyler Biotish, and Connor Williams. That's a soft middle. That's a real soft middle, man. And if you can't run. Uh, and if you can't you can't stop pressure from getting pushed back into the quarterback's lap, that's more of a detriment than your right tackle who you can help out. Last year, they couldn't help a damn thing out it, it, because the right tackle was awful. The left tackle was awful. The center wasn't that great. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it was just a disaster everywhere. Well, they're going to prove something. I think they're, yeah. the, they're going to prove something. I, I, I really do. Yeah. All right, man. I appreciate you calling in, Floyd. Take it easy, sir. Have a good night. You too, man. I I think there seems to be a misconception. The Dominican Sioux is playing. He was brought back on off the COVID list Tuesday, Wednesday, Monday. So the Dominican Sioux, they're 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 good to go from all from all uh intents and purposes. I don't see anybody on their injury report that they're out except their safety. Except their safety. All right, let's see. There's some disagreement here. I want to get to some of that. Because, again, it's hard to have a wrong answer here. It's hard. Caesar says, I disagree. Sky, Shaq Barrett against Terrence Steele was barbecue chicken. Absolutely, if it's one-on-one. The thing you want to do is you want to help them out. Right? Like, you want to be able to help that right tackle out with, a, with some chip. With the, which, we saw it last year. What was it with the stubbornness at the beginning of the year? With, uh... Uh, Kellen Moore. He just seemed so stubborn to not protect Terrence Steele. Kept putting him one on one against guys like <laughs> Garrett Gilbert. I'm mean, not Garrett Gilbert, but uh, Miles Garrett. It's baffling. But nonetheless, I get it. I totally get it. I think you can argue both ways. Like I said, do you want to have the pressure up the middle? Or do you want to have the pressure on the outside? Because think about it this way you can get. Zach can see that from his right. If if Shaq is is getting the edge, he can step up, and now you got that split second because you have that pocket to get rid of the ball. If there is nowhere to step up, you're doomed. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There's nowhere to step up, so now Shaq does, or Dak doesn't have that extra second, and boom, Shaq Barrett sack fumble. It's it's an interesting question. Matt Professor O said what what I was saying here. Differences drop off between Martin and Govern isn't as drastic as Collins and Nasecki. Yep. That's where the help would have to happen. That's where the help would have to happen. Uh, we got 954. 954, what it is, what it do. What's up, Sky? How you doing, man? I'm good, man. What's up with yeah, you? It's Matt, South Florida. It's been a while, man. Kind of been waiting for you to give us a call. Yeah. We, we put the off seasons <laughs> behind us now so we can talk about the actual games because you were a uh, – Let's say you were a fan favorite before a different reason back back in the off season, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get it. Yeah, now nah, I enjoy it, your you know? calls. I enjoy your calls. What's going on with you, Matt from South Florida? Yeah, um, I wanted to. I was just calling and talk about Tampa. Mm-hmm. My thing, my my concern is I believe we have the better quarterback, but I think they slightly have the better team. I don't disagree at all. I think Tampa's team is is definitely a better team from top to bottom in regards to uh, you know, coaching, and then the players on both sides of the ball. 
doesn't mean they they're doesn't mean the Cowboys can't win, but but I think it's not. I don't think it's crazy to sit here and say that Tampa's roster is better than Dallas, right, Matt? Like that's I don't think that's crazy at all. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's true. Um, I I think my, my concern is the tight ends for Tampa, and obviously with the receivers, other than who who Diggs is covering. So you got faith in Diggs, and I, I kind of wish there. I think Diggs would be fine. Um, who concerns you the most? Offensively for um, Tampa against the Cowboys secondary. <laughs> I mean, the number one is, is Antonio Brown. <laughs> that dude, him, Chris Godwin, Gronkowski. Oh yeah, I was going to say, are we sleeping on a tight end situation because the Cowboys have not historically matched up well uh, with the tight ends, but they do. They did address that position, the linebacker position, with Keanu Neal. Right, Micah Parsons. I feel a little bit better about those guys in, in, in coverage than number nine. Uh, and and Jabril, Jabril Cox likely won't see the field, barring injury, uh, tomorrow. But at some point, Jabril Cox can potentially be your tight end eraser. Yeah, and and that, and that was my point. I'm mean, I'm trying to go back to the offseason. I promise. But that was my point with Cox. I knew he wasn't going to play because I knew I knew who was going to be in front of him. And in order for him to get on the field, you'd have to play a, a position role where people don't want him to play. But that's the only way he's going to see the field a lot, other than special teams. Yeah, but Jabril Cox is not an eraser right now. Like against Tampa Bay, no one's, no one's like, yeah, Jabril Cox is going to be yeah, the difference is. maker. We're talking about the guys that are actually going to play. Keanu Neal, uh, uh, Michael Parsons, the safeties, the, the front. Like these LVE, Jalen, these guys are going to play. So, so I think they have. I think between Micah Parsons and Keanu Neal, they have better guys to deal with these tight ends than they did in previous years. Cox is down the line. Yeah, but even with all that, I still believe that Dallas should win because coaching still comes into play. Pass rush pressure. I believe our D linemen. Are stronger in in a particular position that benefits our linebackers that will give us more pressure to get to Tom Brady, which then will cause him because whenever he gets pressure, yeah, he doesn't really he doesn't do that well. Not at all. He, he's actually strangely enough, he's been one of the worst quarterbacks uh, against the pressure last year, if I'm not mistaken. So you got to get to him. You got to find ways. And, and and I talked about it yesterday. I'm not of the thought process that, hey, I'm just going to sit back and be conservative because it's Tom Brady and it's these weapons. If I'm going to go down, I'm going to go down swinging. Go get him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And with, with Keanu and Micah, that should definitely elevate a coverage in the middle of the field so we stop giving that up so easily than we have in the past. Finally have linebackers that can actually drop in the back and cover those crossing routes of a linebacker that would hit people that when they come over the middle, I think twice about it. And you, wait, are you going to go through the game or are you going to be doing your phone breakdown on the game? I won't be at the game. I'll be at uh, Texas Live next to Cowboys Stadium um, watching the game, but uh, I, won't, I won't be at the game. That's all the way in Tampa. I don't got it like that, bro. <laughs> uh, all right. Because I was like, if you're going to be watching the game, oh, yeah, I'll be, I'll... keep an eye on the safety. 
Absolutely gonna be watching. I'm gonna be at work, so I won't be able to do it. Right. Yeah. And there's a, there's a safety out of Florida that I like coming out this year draft. That thing that y'all can take a look at. I like the cat from uh. Now this is super early, but I like the cat from Notre Dame, Kyle Hamilton. I think is his name. I would. Not gonna get him. I would <laughs> love to trade. I, I said it on Twitter. I said I trade up. I trade up. But it's early. We ain't talking about draft. We ain't talking about draft. It's about tomorrow. So I don't want to go there. I don't want to go there. I don't know. Just, just, just like a, a healthy reminder. Like when y'all finally get around to it, look at Trey Dean from Florida. Well, that ain't when brother. You're going to have to remind me because I'm not going to get around to it until like January. Hopefully not till late February, if you know what I mean. So <laughs> I'm not getting around to draft talk season until well after the season, brother. We here. We here now, man. Hey, Matt, I appreciate you calling in as always. Oh, thank you, man. Enjoy sure. the game, bro. Sure. We got our guy. Hey, we listen. We got our guy, Matt, from South Florida call in, and we didn't talk about Tom Brady. That deserves a round of applause. <laughs> or not Tom Brady, but uh, Jalen Smith. <laughs> oh, boy, I was getting nervous for a second. I'm like, if he bring up Jalen Smith, boy. <laughs> Um, somebody asks off topic, what team do you hate the most in the division? Eagles period. If you don't know me, I used to live in Pennsylvania directly next to Philly. And I hate the Eagles. I don't hate anything in this world, but I hate the Eagles. Uh, 803. We got you in here. 803. What it is, what it do. Hey, what's going on, man? Not much brother. Good. Just having this good chat with the, with the chat and with you guys, man, enjoying this day. Hey man, I've been hey been down here in South Carolina holding it down since 1977, man. Woo! As a Cowboy fan, bro, long time. Salute, here's, sir. Here's the thing, man. You have, like you said, you go down fighting. You got to blitz this dude. Got to get him up the middle, man. Make him do not let do not let Tom step up in the pocket because he'll he'll tear you up. I love the fact that we got some relentless dogs. They got a chip on their shoulder. You got we got a new defense. Because they keep talking about the guys from last year. This, this, this ain't the guys from last year. These dudes oh. are hungry. The coach, the coach got a chip on his shoulder. Mm-hmm. All the coaches got a chip on their shoulder. Down to the players. I love the fact that they got us as underdogs, eight points and all that other stuff. Great. <laughs> that, that, that is going to be so great when we curb stomp it. Mm. I can't wait on it, man. We deserve it. I love this energy right here. This, this is the energy I love, right? When, when the, when the doubt, not the doubters, the, the uh, spreaders or the the uh, talking heads are talking about the Cowboys don't have a chance. They're going to get stuck. What are, what are you watching? I get they just won the Super Bowl, fam. But when have the Cowboys not had a chance with number four is lined up? When? The last two years. I digress. They're scared. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you right now. They're scared. They know what's getting ready to happen. Only thing we need to do is get us a de- get us a defense. Like I say, that that can just stop that can just stop some of the bleeding that we had from last yeah. year. The offense is gonna be there. We start we 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 start scoring twenty eight points a game, just twenty eight. Let me tell you something: we're gonna beat a lot of people because a lot of people ain't gonna get over twenty. Ooh, I li- ooh. See, I'm I don't know yet on the defense and where they'll rank. I think this will be a better defense. I've I've stated that the minute they hire Dan Quinn, I said. Oh, just by addition of Dan Quinn, this defense is going to be better. Um, I said, let me see how they add the pieces. I do like the pieces that they are, uh, they have added. 
Now I just need a sample size. I need a sample size to see what this defense can be uh, long-term for the season. But I definitely see this as a top 20 uh, defense. At the very worst, 18, 19, you know what I mean, I, 20. Like At the very worst, I think they're going to make a jump. But, boy, if it clicks with the speed, with Randy Gregory, yeah. with Michael Parsons, the linebacker core upgrade, if it clicks, now we're talking about a difference-making defense. I'm not ready to go that far yet. I just want them to be complimentary. But if they if they can become a difference-making defense, all bets is off, man. We finished 6-10 with everything that could possibly go wrong with us last year. Yeah. Most teams would have only won three games. That, we finished 6-10. Yeah. Flip it, 10-6. Well, now we got one more game. 11-6. I definitely look at the Cowboys as a double-digit win. And if you look at the – look at the, I hate to do this because schedules kind of don't matter, but at the end of the day, you only get go off of previous years. I definitely think this team could be a double-digit win team. But what I want to see from them, brother, is is to have at the very least a 500 record against the real contenders. Because if you go into the postseason and you hadn't beat a single good team or you hadn't even competed against a single good team – you're getting blown out or something like that. How do you go into the postseason feeling confident, right? So uh, I do want to see them hold their own against better competition. And put to, and win, win. Forget holding your own. Win. Beat the good teams. That's all. And that's what we're going to do. I'm telling you, what, what you see right now, with just with the offense, okay, we got we got our wide receivers sitting there. You're gonna have you're gonna have Jarwin sitting there. Yep. Okay. I personally think we should start out throwing to break to loosen everything up. Then you beat him with Zeke. The man looked like he coming out of uh, like he came out of Ohio State. Brother lost ten to twelve pounds. Then got faster. He's back. I don't and I don't mind that play game plan at all. Loosen him up. Yeah, loosen him up. Now you can okay. Now they're gonna start cheating up front. Now now you getting ready to eat. Now you getting ready to throw it up over the top. And Jarwin, to me, Jarwin, when you do a scene ride with Jarwin, Jarwin, that's gonna that's gonna tear up everything. What we need, to, he need he need four scenes ride a game. Mm. Two of them gonna be touchdowns. You speaking to me? Now mark my word if, if they do that. Speaking to me, I, I'm a Jarwin stand. I'm not gonna lie to you. I think Jarwin was a potential X factor last year before he got hurt, uh, but he's back now. But uh, you know, our guy Dalton Schultz, Dalton Schultz showed that he's decent. But uh, Blake Jarwin. And Dalton Schultz, for that matter, they're they're always going to have one on one matchups, so you got to kind of take advantage of that. You got to kind of take advantage so of that. That's that's gonna be the X factor. Let me tell you something, Zeke. My my thing is he and he get around thirteen, fourteen hundred yards this year. That no more, no more more than that. I I don't want him having. I don't want him to have nothing over three hundred carries. Yeah, uh, they talked about. Really, I want I want about two seventy five because I want to get Tony. Bob- yeah, there we go. Coming out the back. I like all purple. I like to see Tony Pollard get the 800 yards this year. Woo. You get he get 800 yards this year. It, that's what I'm telling you. That's what's gonna happen. Our defense is gonna be well rested. Oh now watch what I see. If TP get 800 and Zeke's not hurt, boy, this offense. Exactly. This, this offense. I already think this offense is gonna be great. But boy, boy, shout out to my guy Vach in the building. I see you, brother. Hey, great call, hey, man. 55. Yeah, 55 to 65 plays the game, no more than that. And, and I, for our defense, 
If they can stay on the field just that, just off that long third or fourth corner, they're going to be relentless animals coming after them. Mm. I'm out, man. It's spray train. Mm. That was a call. Appreciate you, man. That was a call. I like that. I like that. All right, we got 614. 614, what it is, what it do? What up, Sky? What up, man? It's your boy, Montana. <laughs> I told you to call in. <laughs> what's, what's going on, Montana? I, I see you said there's something going on in the chat you wanted to address. Oh, bro. I'm getting sick of all these people trying to make make it seem like the Bucks is just this high-flying, high-scoring, fast-running offense. Like, where did that come from? Now, nah, what it is, is it's Tom Brady's from? offense, and that never really been what his. Out of here with that Tom Brady bullshit, man. Excuse my language. All right, good. Tom Brady's offense. The Tom, Tom Brady's Brady offense crap, ain't never man. been a, a high flying offense. That's that's what I'm telling you. Like Tom Brady's offense ever. is not that. Ever. Yeah. And I don't understand why people are not understanding. Like, dude, I don't care about what touchdown interception ratio Brady had. He struggled. He's showing that he looks like he's 40-plus years old. Brett Favre looked the same way. Did y'all forget that? That Brett Favre looked the same exact way before he retired. His numbers went down. His, his completion percentage went down. All right, listen. Where, you know, I don't <laughs> understand where – where all, these all of that goes down when he's pressured, right? But are, are you are you saying if Brady does not get pressured, he's what vulnerable? He he can't get it done. No, I'm trying no, to figure no, out. No, what I'm saying, what I'm saying is, guys is getting to Tom Brady like you know, like last year. People are forgetting the Bucks. Were seven and five, five, seven, five. for you know before that little so-called Super Bowl run. Not only <laughs> I that, love, I love how you diminish it. That so-called Super Bowl run. What? Because man, no, funny, like, man. like it, it, it's just like okay, they got blessed not to play a full, healthy, elite line throughout that whole playoff. Just, just the same way with Golden State, like. When they was on that little championship run, they were playing injured teams, one-man teams. You know what I mean? Hold up. Uh, hold hold up. Are you diminishing what the Bucks defense did to the Saints, the Packers, and, and, and uh, the Chiefs? I mean, we, we're, we're talking like the Saints don't have not done that the past four years. All right. There's literally then, then I don't really know. I, there's nothing really to say. Then you're pretty much just writing off the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Period. Right? I'm not, like I'm not writing no more. What I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, people need to stop overrating this, this fucking Buccaneers team. Like you, you, they're you, just the greatest team in the NF in the, in the whole National League. Like there's really not really no greatest team. Yeah. You know, every team has a fair shot. Absolutely. Just some teams just don't make it. Hyperbole is crazy, right? Like, 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 and that's what I've said about this game. Like, a lot of pundits is giving the cow or giving the Cowboys no chance. <laughs> They're gonna get blown out. The I'm, Vegas is I, saying the biggest line in the entire National Football League. This, and I had to go look at the the schedule. I'm like, how is the Tampa <laughs> Cowboys game the biggest line? That, that doesn't make any sense. 
It doesn't. It doesn't. I mean, like I said, remember the last time Dallas didn't have no shot. I could have sworn the Saints was crying on the on the sideline. God damn, bro, these boys is hitting hard. I hope it come. I hope it turned out that damn way. Remember the last time. I'm not saying you know that the Cowboys don't have a chance to win, but what I'm saying is like. Oh, you mean Tampa doesn't have a chance? Well, no. What I'm saying is like I don't understand why people don't why people feel like Dallas is just not their scoring team. Like they just can't score. That's that's silly. That's what I'm saying. Like that's why I don't believe like, this game is going to be some weird ass blowout or some 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 game lost by double yeah. digits. I, I how can you yeah. look at the Cowboys offense and assume that? I you know now had they lost Collins and they lost uh, Zach Martin, I'd be a little worried. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'd be a little bit more worried. But at least Collins is in there. Dak is playing right. You got these weapons. You have the advantage in the well, secondary. Dog. Save me the bull crap that they won't be able to put up points. They'll be able to score when they need to be able to score, in my opinion. Right. The, 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 the game will hinge on the like, other side, brother. The game will hinge on the other side. It will hinge on the Cowboys getting to Tom Brady. If you can't get to Tom Brady with the secondary the Cowboys have, I don't care how much homerism you have, how much fandom you have, that is a terrible matchup. Period. <laughs> I mean... And, you know, it's like everybody is just saying, oh, the Cowboys is not going to be able to get to Tom Brady. Is that I'm like, uh, but Tom Brady was in, like, the top ten for the most sacked quarterbacks last year. Nah, not last year. I mean, he was, but it's overlooked. He was sacked. Like, he was he sacked. Did get sacked. He got sacked more than he did when he – with the Buccaneers than he did with the Patriots, bro. Brother, he got sacked 21 times. I mean, that's more than That's not a lot at all. Used to. That's not a lot. It's not a lot. It's not a lot. But it's more than what he's normally used to. Like, Put it this way. Every since that tuck rule. When, they lo- when Tom Brady had back in, when they lost, go look at the losses. That's where you want to look at. Their losses, he's been sacked and pressured more. That is obviously the game yeah. plan. That's the one. You got to get yeah. to Tom. But bro, listen, I got Vach on the line, so let me get Vach in here because I know he oh, about yeah, to he the about to drop the board. He got to have your war call ready, Vach, because I know you're gonna have. Go yeah, yeah. Let me get Vach in here, brother. Appreciate you, Montana. All right, bro. Yes. Sir. Yo, yo, Vach, you in there? See, see, we'll still. Here we go. I'm not, I'm not saying nothing. I'm gonna let you roll, and then and then I'll come in. So do your thing, brother. See, 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 Master William. This is the problem, bro. It's two ways to look at this, sir. One, the national perspective of what's going on. But we can't feel too bad about the natural perspective. They don't know no better. You can't be mad because a two-year-old don't know multiplication. You know what I'm saying? Uh, what, what's the what's the fellow name? Bart Scott? Oh, well, Bart Jack Prescott. Oh, well, I'd rather have what's his name than what's his name. Teddy, okay, cool. Teddy Bridgewater. You know he. he yeah, you don't, you, don't, you don't know no better, Scott. That's a child in terms of cowboy knowledge. They should be coming to Will Steele. They should be coming to Vice from Bart. They should be coming to Law Nation for the real information for things like that. So we ain't even worried about the national perspective because we're going to show them Will Steele. We got superpowers that they never seen before. So, of course, they don't know what's in store for them. We've been in the time chamber for a year. You know what I mean? Let them slide. Let them slide. Stall them out, Debo. 
My problem, Will Steel, is when it comes to the Cowboy fans, the ones that wear the same colors that we wear and that's wearing the same numbers that we wear, when they walk in with this fear. You know what I'm saying? Some people say, well, but I ain't scared. Yes, you are. Because sometimes when you're afraid, you don't know how powerful you really are. Will steal. Sometimes when you go into a fight and you're scared, you forget how well you can fight. We always talk about, uh, you know, what Tampa Bay does well. You forget that 94 coming back. You forget that four is here. You forget. Look, somebody in the chat box right now is like, well, well, don't forget that Tampa Bay, they got one of the best run defenses ever. Well, when we rolling, we want to better run offenses ever. So what are we doing here, sir? Well, Vaj, well, what's going to happen when, what, when, when their receivers, when their receivers run into, run into our corners, Anthony Brown can't cover. Listen, man, you put Carlton Davis on there with Mari Cooper for 48 plays. I want to see what happened to him. I want to see what happened to him, sir. I'm just curious. I'm just curious. How come we're so easy? How come we're so easy to forget about our superpowers? How come we're just not considering that, oh, whenever Randy Gregory and D-Law are together, magical things happen. I just clapped my hands, pardon me. Magical things happen with those who play together. Now we got a whole Michael Parsons ready to blitz a gap and Tom Brady can't jog. Are you serious, sir? Are you serious? <laughs> it's going to be a fight. And I'm not – listen, I'm not saying this like like Tampa Bay is some scrub. I'm not saying Tampa Bay scrub, but your team ain't neither. Your team ain't neither. And that's what people need to realize, right? If you look at the defense, Will Steel, pardon me for cussing on your show. Just pardon me. But if you look at our defense, Will Steel, we only bring it back like, what, three guys from last year? I said you the same thing yesterday. Somebody told me that this defense was the same defense as 2019. I'm like, what are you talking about? It's a totally different defense. Where, where, where is the same where? besides Jalen Smith and LVE? It's it's literally not the same. But anyway, we simply get so much better by subtracting Daryl Worley, by subtracting Dontari Pope, by subtracting Everson Griffin, who's the practice squad guy now, and Mike Nolan. Everson Griffin. and Mike Nolan. We get so much better by simple subtraction. But then we add Dan Quinn. Then we add Michael Parsons. Look, Osa may not be ready right now, but last year we was rotating three sets. You know what I mean? We was just rotating guys. So, hey, look, Osa, just be okay and we'll be fine. You know what I'm saying? We got real one sets now. We'll be fine. We got real edge guys now. We'll be fine. We got real safeties now. We'll be fine. We got real linebackers now. We'll be fine. Last year we was running out Jalen and, and, and who? I forgot Jalen Vanderish, I believe. And, are, and, and we, Darian we Thompson gotten, and Xavier Woods we, and Antoine Woods, son, we, Auden son, Smith. But we've anyway, gotten faster. we've gotten faster by default. By default, fresh out the wrapper, we we different, Scott. So 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 why won't you give your team a shot? I've seen Dak Prescott. Look, I ain't saying nothing about this offense yet, because you know that's a, you know that's why we get busy here. We put the stat on the panties when we talk about offense. Look, I've seen Dak Prescott. Go into go into these games versus these teams, these high-powered offenses, these playoff teams. Scott Walkfield, Seahawks, whether it be the Rams, whether it be the Browns, the the damn Falcons are trash. But even 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 the Giants almost made the playoff team. So you can't say that we ain't you know play nobody last year. That Prescott kept those games in one-score games with the worst defense we've ever seen in our life, Scott. In our life. With that, with a Karen Steele, with a Joe Looney, with a Brandon Knight, you mean to tell me we got the deck? We got the deck? We got all the reverses, all the wilds, all the drop fours, and you mean to tell me you still scared? Look, 
Look, man, shout out to Tom Brady. I give him his respect. He's earned his respect. But you simply going to have to show me, sir. Yo. Show me, sir. Vodge just said better than I ever can say it. That, that's why I said I'm going to let you talk. Because he's saying everything I'm saying, except you say it's so much better. You're so much sweeter with the words, Vod. So I salute you, brother. I, I don't really got anything else to say here. I don't even want to owe your phone lines, though. Blake Jarvis wasn't even playing last year. Scott, what are we doing? Listen, man. Listen. Oh, y'all, man. Got, y'all, got, y'all got one more sleep to get y'all affairs in order. You got one more sleep to get your affairs in order. Because when this thing is over, I'm not letting brand new people on the bandwagon, Scott. I told you, you this. Say that. I said on some other people's shows. I'm about to say it on A to Z Sports Dallas right now. You got one more sleep to pick your side. And you if you that. on the other side, if you on the scared side, if you ain't riding with your people, I don't want to see you in week three. I don't want to see you in week eight. Don't forget how powerful you are. I got yes. Eastside Harold in the chat box. If you ask Eastside Harold to name the good players on his team, we're going to run out of time on the show. So I ain't no good players on his team. If you name the good players on your team, you, you need you need three hands to name the good players on. Look, man, stop discounting your guy. Scott, I love you, bro. We're going to get to work. Y'all got one more sleep to figure this thing out. If you want to be a Cowboy fan in week three, you can't talk to me. I'll holler at you, man. Peace. Appreciate you, bro. We'll get, I'll get with you. Man, listen, I yes, sir. I don't – that's why I said I'm going to let him talk, bro, because he, he's just a beast with the words, how he puts it together, man. It's Vox Lombardi, ladies and gentlemen. If you don't know who Vox Lombardi is, what you say, V-O-C-H-L-O-M-B-A-R-D, that whole thing. Vox Lombardi on YouTube, go find him, man. He, he is literally holding – down the flag not just for the season but specifically week one that's the channel if you want to go that you want to hear that watch period he says it so eloquently he says it so in fact and you see it right there edmund if you watch wwe there's a there's a tag team uh street profits i think that's their name they have a thing called we want the smoke we want smoke we want to smoke. That should be the mantra, Vach. That should be your mantra for week one. We want to smoke. I appreciate Vach, man. I do. Uh, man, whoo. I know. That's what. See, that's what Vach did to me. What's, what somebody said, Vach got me hyped. We did a, was it a round? No, it was the, the round table. Motherfucker made me break something. I was just, we were talking or whatever, and Vach did his, his outro, and man, it got me so hyped, fam. It got me so hyped, so I'll end up breaking something on accident. So my apologies if y'all heard that. Uh, 910 and then 956, and we're going to wrap it up. What's up, 910? Yo, yo, this Dallas Dog, man. How you doing? Dallas Dog, what it is, what it do? Man, Vox said so much right there. It's hard to come behind it. Right, like, I I was going to end it, but I said, nah, y'all been holding. I'm going to let you get in here, but you got a hard follow. Yeah, yeah, that that was crazy what he said, and I was thinking a lot of what he was thinking, but... You know, I, I just want to harp on something about them them Tampa Bay Bucks, man. Like, when when I look at those five teams that they lost to last year, I'm like, how did they do this? Do you realize like the passing attack was insane when when Tampa went down? It, it, every game they just got walked on through the air. Now that run defense is so stout. What can you you know? You might not be able to do nothing too much about that. But if we got our players, I still feel pretty good. I mean, just look at the matchup. It's a matchup thing. You, you, that's the, right. that's, that's, that's the thing, like, and, and with, with people, there's certain people that, that have this thing that, because you're talking about the good for both of the teams, that you're, you're fearful. I'm not talking about Vach, but there's people in the chat that believe that. Right. No, 
you should absolutely feel good about your team going into this week one. If there's any week, any week to feel good about your squad, it's this one. It's this one. And as long right. as that guy is playing, I'm going to keep saying it. Who the hell yeah, is you? Who are you fearful of, fam? Yeah, exactly. Now, and, and just look at this. Okay, you got um, JPP who's going to line up against Tyron Smith. Who are you taking? Oh, I'm taking I'll uh, take Tyron. I'll take Tyron, yeah. Yeah, now Lyell, he's going to have a little bit of rust, but Shaq Barrett, Lyell, okay, you might get a sack on that side, but it's going to be way better than the Shaqy or Steel, okay? Yeah. And, and and then I'm looking at Sue and Zach Martin. So matchup-wise, I'm looking at it like, wow, Zach, we, gotta, we, Zach we really got a chance. Zach Martin's out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, well, assuming that he plays, and I don't know if he's going to play yeah, or not. Yeah. If not, then you you know, that's going to be a, it's going to be tough right there. To me. Uh, to me, you're you're going to be outmatched up front because no Zach Martin, so it's going to come down to game planning, right? Like that's right. that's the that's the wild card that we can't vouch for. You know what I'm saying? I can vouch for my players. I can vouch for the upgrade uh, with Dak Prescott being back, Zeke looking great, the weapons and all that stuff. I can't vouch for 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 the game plan yet because we don't know what it's going to be because the game planning last year when there was injuries, the start wasn't so damn great. But my thing has always been the talent has overcome the coaching more often than not in the last decade. During right. this entire, exactly. this entire uh, Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott area or era. So this may be one of those games where <laughs> I told you Dak going to have to come out and be like, what's the call? Man, get the yeah. hell out of here. Yeah. We running this. This is what we're doing. So they're going to have to overcome the coaching if the coaching becomes a liability. Yeah, and that's exactly what I'm feeling because if I have any questions, it's going to be – it's not so much that I question Kellen Moore, but it's the game plan for this game. How does he handle it against this yeah, defense? That's a good point. You see what I'm saying? Now, I think in, in he, general, I, I think he's Keller a great coordinator, fun. though. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I do because he, he has Dak. And, you know, one thing about Dak, now they talk about these – all these were – these stats were garbage. Ah, Bruh, I didn't see anybody yeah. making garbage time yards. Everybody can't even get garbage time yards. Look at Andy Dalton. Now, I heard, the, oh, we could have did it with Andy. But do you realize, like, our third Man. down percentage changed dramatically, like, to 30-something percent with Andy Dalton when, when Dak was, you know, top top three, top five in the league when he was playing. Where those Andy uh, Dalton fans go when, when he started coming in there and screwing up? They disappeared. They disappeared. Right. The garbage time stat no only, garbage only came out because of Dak Prescott. Like th- this is this is ridiculous. I don't even like to discuss it. It's silly. Yeah, but uh, I mean, honestly, you know, I'm not scared, man. I think I'm just I'll be watching ESP and all that crap, man. I'm I'm listening. I'm like, what team are y'all really? What like y'all really think we we ain't even gonna pinch? I, like the, that's the thing. Like, we can't even crack them. Like what what are you talking about? But, but no, Vach made a good point. Like dude. <laughs> At the end of the day, those dudes don't really pay attention. You can tell they don't pay attention. You can tell. And it's and, and, right. it's, and when, I, when I know that they don't pay attention is when they say, well, this Cowboys defense last year, yada, 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 yada. I'm like, for the love of God, are you, are you even looking at what's different about the defense this year? This is not 2020. Right, yeah. And it's definitely going to work to our advantage because you roll out there if you want to thinking that Michael Parsons – Randy Gregory, D. Uh, Long. I, I mean, even I feel like LVE is gonna show his ass this look, year. Look, look, I, 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 said, I said with Tom Brady, somebody said, uh, "Oh, it was it was chill." He was like, "Well, you know, Tom Brady's gonna hear that quote, Osa." Well, and 
Yeah. I, please, oh, Tom what? Brady, please, please try to run for a first down with, with 94 please. and number 11 bearing down on you and you don't slot. Please. And Please. I'm going to tell you, I'll be honest, I don't normally put much faith in rookies unless they have a first-round, oh uh, you know, talent. That's, yeah, but when you talk about Osa, I just understand something, because I used to like to, to wrestle hand-to-hand, do all this little stuff. Man, you that's a, that's a different – he's already trained, so he's going to be more advanced than a lot of guys coming out of school already because that was his forte. That's what he did. Right. So when you talk about a young, hungry dog like Osa, I get it. He's not going to take the world by storm. But I would not be surprised if he wrecked quite a, a two or three plays this game, or even get to Brady, because that's just the, the the type of person that he. That's how he's built. But you got a lot of dogs on that team with this mentality. These are young pups that's just like, man, screw what y'all saying. Somebody got to slap me to show me. You know, like I'm I'm coming out here wolfing, barking, biting, everything until somebody they're gonna have to show me. Like, you know, it's it's a different mentality. And like you said, we only got four or five people on the team. On defense from last year, you know, everybody else is like, okay, now you you think, I think we're going to do a little bit better in that middle right. I can't wait for Neville Gallimore to get back, too. Did you hear the earlier but part I of the show? We're be, uh, say again? Did you hear my earlier part of the show? I agree with you about, about the middle because I was like, I, I, I maybe, it's, yeah. maybe it's just blind optimism. Maybe it's just me fandom. But I feel like the running game defense is going to be better this year. Uh, due to the additions up the middle, it, it still needs help. It still needs some depth. Neville Gallimore went down, right? Yeah. But but you got right. Osa and you got Bohanna and you got Urban and then the linebacker upgrade, in my opinion. So I think the middle is going to be better. The run defense is going to be better by default. Last year, they were awful right. by default because they were put in terrible Man. situations. Honestly, I don't, it doesn't even matter which show you own. I, I probably haven't missed not one, man, because I'll catch up with it sooner <laughs> or later. If, if, if I'm serious. Um but when we're talking about these boys, and it's okay to have optimism because fear is when you're not prepared. All right, so I've been I've been watching Vox film. I'm watching uh, Law film. I'm watching everybody's film, your mm-hmm. film, whoever. So, I, of course, I don't have fear because I know what I'm looking at. You know, when I'm sitting there watching, yeah, I'm, I, these guys, it's, it's okay to have optimism because we're watching what they're doing. We know each person has a specific task, and they're not just going to be sitting out there in the blind like they was last year with don't know what that what to do. Guys was just people blowing by them. You know, it was just a mess. But this time I'm looking at it, I'm like, oh, of course I'm not going to be scared. I'm not going to look at it like these uh, four-letter, uh, you know, whoever yeah. network because I'm watching tape on them. So I can say, oh, okay, so y'all think it's really going to – y'all think Brent Urban – just magically froze up in the run defending number just because just he was, you know, at Chicago. Now, I get it, Khalil Mack was on that team. He probably had a little help. But, that, nah, I mean, Brent, these Brent, are Brent been solid everywhere guys. he's been. Brent, Brent's been solid everywhere oh, exactly. he's been. One of the best run defending exactly. defensive tackles in the league. That's that's not even debatable, but, yeah. Yeah, and so since Vox said so much about our team already, just before I get off here, I just also want to know one thing because mm-hmm. everybody's scared of this. Uh, also scared of uh, Washington's defense. But let me tell you something real quick, man. Washington got five wins off our division, a beat-up division Damn. with no Dak in it. The Eagles was whooped. The Giants, you know how that go. And and, and that's that's five of their wins. So who did they beat, bro? Who really like Pittsburgh? You see what I'm saying? Like, who did y'all whoop? And y'all talking about, so we get our quarterback and all the linemen receipts. We get everything back, and y'all think they no, think they, that Washington. <laughs> Washington fans think they did something last year. They did nothing. 
nothing. You beat a, a broken division. You got five wins off the, the big – Dak is back this year. You're like seven and one against them, by the way. Right. It, I mean, he's dominant in our division. And, and to be honest with you, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick the Eagles for the sleeper um, just because it's it's so much unknown yeah. about them. But I see talent on that roster, man. So Washington, you know, I think it's going to be a battle with Washington and the Eagles, you know. But, I mean, it, they just got to stop. I'm not you, – you can't trick me like that, man. You can't just – you know, throw the wool over my eyes and, and think it's going to work like that because I'm looking at the numbers. I'm looking between the numbers. I'm looking everywhere just like you are. So, you know, I, I don't have a fear this year. I don't think we're going to be world beaters or undefeated realistically or nothing like that. But I feel good about the season, especially coming in healthy. Man. I'm with you, brother. I'm with you. I appreciate the call, man. A- absolutely great call. You did follow up Vosh really good, so I'll give you that. I appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. It won't be the last time you hear from me. Gotcha, bro. Appreciate it, man. Have a good day. Eric, you too. I mean, we talked about it earlier, man. Not worry about no Washington. Like, really, honestly, man, there's no defense in this league. And I and I, I went to go look because I didn't want to be wrong on this stance. I was going to bring it up on Sunday um, with Jesse because when, when me and Jesse talked a couple weeks ago, <laughs> my, my fandom came all the way out. He, he said this. All, everything goes right, right? Like, offense is the offense. Is like, where do you where do you have the Cowboys in the, the the conference or what have you in the Super Bowl rankings or whatever? I said I got one question for you, uh, uh, Jesse. What is is the defense good or is the de- did the defense not take a step? He said no 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 everything works out the defense. So what? So you telling me the defense is gonna be a good defense? Everybody's healthy, and I got this squad. Are you kidding me? This is a Super Bowl contender. This is, this is an NFC championship, which means you're a Super Bowl contender. There's not a team that the Cowboys shouldn't go into thinking they can't beat. If you tell me that this defense is a good defense, they remain healthy. And the offense is the... Come on, dog. Like Who, who are you the, defend, offensively going up against any of these defenses in the NFL? Who the hell are you scared of? There, there is no Legion of Boom. There is no... Uh, Denver Broncos of 2012 or whatever it is, they won a Super Bowl and they had a ridiculous defense. There is no all-time Steelers defense in that, you know, that run where they, they won no five. There, there, there really isn't. You could argue maybe there won't ever, uh, ever is strong, but maybe there won't be one because of the way the rules are. But you can't tell me. You go into every game this year and say, this offense can't match that offense or this offense can't beat that defense. Unless you end up with some ridiculous line like last year where all right, Dak's going to be running for his life and you can't run the ball. Other than that, come on, man. I'm not hearing it. And really, it shouldn't even be a topic of discussion. It shouldn't be a topic of discussion. The only question in regards to these units is you got to see how the defense will be long term. I think they'll be better but being real we got to see how much better because you can be better and still not be enough to get over the hump so that's just being real but i digress let me get to some of these uh super chats i apologize um super chat alex lamone said two dollar donation thank you uh he said walk if we beat tampa i bet they will blame okay if we beat tampa i bet they'll blame the age of tampa bay or Tom Brady's age. 
Probably. <laughs> Probably. Uh, five dollar donation from Yogo. Super chat. He says we will win, but Sue's a dirty player. Hope they keep him away from Dak. Yeah, there's no probably the dirtiest player of his his, uh, his era. Super chat from D Town Text G. He says I'm tired of the Anthony Brown hate. Whoa, this, this ought to be interesting. He's always he always has made the team and been a starter. There's a reason for that. I'm challenging anyone to break down why they don't trust AB out there. Please explain. I will come back to that. Uh, Steven Steve Jones. Super chat. $5 donation. Either get on a train or we're kicking you off tomorrow. I got to get you on these for that. I'll run it back and I'll end it on this. D-Town. Text G. No, 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 no. Don't challenge me <laughs> or those that doubt Anthony Brown of why he's not really that good of a cornerback. Please tell me. How in the world... You believe he is a good cornerback. Like, is he a cornerback worthy of being on a roster? Sure. Maybe as your fourth corner, at best, your third slot guy, at best. You're you're saying here, he's always made the team and been a starter. There's a reason for that. Making a football team and being a starter does not correlate to being a good player. He may be better than us, D-Town. He may be better than a college guy. He may be better than a high school guy. But there's not a chance in hell you have Anthony Brown as one of the best, what is it, 64 cornerbacks in this starters. That's the starters, right? And if you go slot, I, you're now you're talking almost 100. So you're telling me you got Anthony Brown what? In the top 20? In the top 30? In the top 50? Maybe top 50. <laughs> but uh, I don't believe Anthony Brown is, is is one of the better cornerbacks in this league at all. I mean, the numbers, I don't, I'm not going to go here and find it that, yeah, for you, but just go look up the numbers. Go pop on the tape. If, you know, if you're one of those guys that say, screw the numbers, go watch the tape. Anthony Brown is, 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 is at, at best a serviceable corner. And you can get by with that. You can. Like there's I'm not gonna lie to that, but you, you can get by at but that's at his best. Anthony Brown is not always at his best. His awareness is awful. He has speed. He's he's usually in the I don't say in the pocket, but he's usually around a receiver. But guess what? His size hinders him down the field, be it against a big guy or a small guy. It doesn't really matter. Where Anthony Brown is at best is facing the quarterback is in zone when he's not responsible for a particular man. And even then he's, he's solid, but I, I think I went too far in Anthony Brown. Am I crazy? Are we crazy detail to think that Anthony Brown is, is, is a at best average corner. Normally a below average corner. T Mac said Jalen or Scott Jalen told us to watch the tape. I, I've watched a ton of it. Trust me because Sound this might sound crazy because I'm getting on AB, but last year when I had Boss Cowboy on and we were debating AB and Jordan Lewis for that year, I was like, he was he was all for J Lou, J Lou, J Lou. And I'm like, yeah, I think J Lou has more talent in the higher ceiling. But in that year, it wasn't like there was this stark difference. And I, I still will say that there wasn't a stark difference. That doesn't go to say these guys were really good. It just wasn't that much of a stark difference. I'm I'm off of both of these dudes, to be honest with you, but 
CFZ said at best a 72 cornerback overall. I'm interested. Am I the only one here? That, I'm not the only one, but is there anyone else out there that believes Anthony Brown is a good corner? I need to see it. Yes. Somebody put yes in the chat and then, let, and then let's wrap let's rap real quick before I get out of here because I'm 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 baffled. Uh, I'm not saying Anthony Brown's not good. Uh, I guess there's some haters in the house. Yeah, I, you know, I'm, I, I would, hey, matter of fact, D-Town, hit me up. I really want to know. I'll go look. I'll go find, find where he was good. I go find. I go, I go find. Justin thinks he's good. JP says he's not bad, but he ain't good. So he's average. <laughs> Dallas Dog says he's serviceable. Uh, Lesra says, I think he's vi- viable for sure. So you think he's good? <laughs> William says no. Uh, Jacob says yes. Alex says pretty much what I said. He's better in zone coverage. Oh, Josh calls him terrible. Jeremy's better in zone coverage. He's good at trailing receivers. That's interesting you brought that up, Oscar, because I think he's better than J. Lou at at the trail technique because he's faster than J. Lou. He's faster than J. Lou. With all that said about the A.B. slander, I hope A.B. comes out and has a Pro Bowl year. Cowboys are going to need it because they're relying on this man to be the uh, number two cornerback, which again, D-Town, go check him out on the outside, man. Shit, just go check him out last year. Anyway. All right, man. With Wow, this was a fiery show. We got the special guest, Vice Lombardi in the building. You, you knew it was going to be fiery, though. Day before uh, uh, the Cowboys-Bucks game. Tomorrow, mostly going to be about you guys. We'll we'll wrap up both sides of the ball. We'll, we'll talk about anything you want to talk about um, prior to getting ready for the pregame show. Tomorrow will not be a two-hour show, two-and-a-half-hour show, wherever it is we went today. We went. We absolutely went. But um, it'll be a little bit of a shorter show as we get ramped up for the Tampa Bay Cowboys game at Raymond J. Stadium. If there's a week to upset somebody, this the one. This the one. But we'll talk about all that tomorrow. All right, guys, um, I appreciate you coming through a ton of fiery uh, chat today. Love the cause. Love the chat. Uh, I love. Listen, you know me. I like when there's there's pushback and we wrap it out. So I appreciate you guys. Um, if you missed it, run it back. Nation, man, run this thing back. I'll upload the audio on all the podcasting platforms. So make sure you check that out. And our guy, Mauricio Rodriguez, a.k.a. Moro, will be dropping tonight on A to Z. Excuse me, prime time. So make sure you check out uh, Mauricio. And then A to Z Sports or A to Z Sports.com slash Dallas. Go check out all the articles that will be up there as well. Uh, somebody trying to get in here, but we heading out, man. We heading out. I appreciate you guys. If we don't press this button, no, we ain't going nowhere, right? Appreciate you, man. It definitely was lit, Justin. It definitely was lit. Tonight, Mo Row, check him out. A to Z Sports prime time. Y'all enjoy your Thursday, your Thirsty Thursday, if you that tight. Or, I'm sorry, your Wednesday, your hump day. Tomorrow's Thirsty Thursday. <laughs> Mine's all over the place. Let me get the hell out of here, man. I appreciate y'all. Love you. Peace.
I want me some glory hope.